Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Kyla Powers Radio. Yep, I'm back. I'm eating breakfast. Oh, yeah. So we're going to dig right in on your free TV. We're going to catch up with the election stuff, where we're at, where we're going, what the heck is happening, and uh, something to look forward to at some point tonight or tomorrow. You'll be getting Highlander too. <laughs> okay, let's go into it. Let's find You Are Free TV. Here we go. We have the United States electorate um, awakened, okay? And we have Trump going to all of these rallies across the country. Oh, trying to awaken people to the fact that they must vote and that, you know, whatever side and whatever you're on, um, the fact that people are awakening to the fact that they are the ones that need to um, run the country, that that's what our country was made to do, that's amazing, it's exciting, it's awesome. So let's jump in here, okay? I want to say thank you, of course, to all my patrons who support the channel. Thank you so much. And I did do a little contest in my life. The republics, but in in this <laughs> United States, um, all but five have encryption keys for their voting systems that are literally um, out of the country. Okay, it, controlled by third-party systems that ultimately lead to um, the uh, once the votes are tallied up and go pass from one place to another digitally, electronically, they pass through a different a system that is international that goes outside of our country before coming back. This is, um, this is the huge, massive fraud that we're dealing with. Uh, so when you see, it's been interestingly quiet in a lot of ways, considering the giant hype for the midterm so far today. It's been sort of quiet, you know, except for places like Florida, and Florida, we have massive corruption, right? We're going to get into that in this video because there's been so much, um, you know, the corruption in Florida is massive. And it, it, we have all these shootings in the last few, in the last week even. Um, this is like the uh, huge intelligence center, you know, of the Southeast. The CIA has been a massive presence in Florida forever. It's um, a corrupt well. faction of it, very much connected to the Mossad. Uh, we're going to get into all that, but just saying, so DeSantis, right, um, they're, they're kind of predicting he's going to lose, right? And they're, they're trying to make it like it's this, uh, the, the numbers are so close, they're so close. Ooh, it's so interesting, it's so close. But really, um, they're already corrupting the machines in Florida. And um, I'm going to talk about this for a second and, and really talk about what American intelligence media linked below had to say today with Michael McKibben and their um, their giant uh, little crew of uh, researchers in finding out what's going on with the tech fraud. Um, it, it's, it is the globalist, elitist, billionaire tech regime, okay, that is controlling elections through the fact of it's not only the fraudulent machines, which we, luckily, there's been actually a uh, they have taken out a lot of the fraudulent machines. We have the executive order of President Trump back, uh, I think it was on the 12th of October, 
where he put out an executive order saying anybody doing election fraud, okay, would be met to the full extent of the law for prosecution. And in some ways, folks, um, whatever happens here, I think we have, we still, there's something that will happen afterwards, um, after the elections, because there will be the dealing with the fraud, okay, because we already did have, um, I think in Georgia, they've now already, um, put into process a, uh, what is this, a, they're literally prosecuting, um, some, some fraud going on there, uh, we have the, the Department of Justice in Georgia, um, they're, they're prosecuting cyber crime, um, on the Democrats for hacking into the electoral process there, that's already happening, South Carolina, the same, the same thing, um, also in Texas, the same thing. So there's already a lot of prosecu prosecutions happening for uh, election fraud already in progress. But I think the executive order that made possible um, this real focus on prosecuting election fraud is going to continue after the elections and will give us um, you know, insight into what's going on. Great. thing is the encryption keys once the votes are cast. All right, I'm just trying to get to the nitty-gritty. People's thoughts in order to choose a certain thing um, regarding our constitutional rights, then you know we're dealing with the wag the dog. You know, we're dealing with a situation that is created in order to create how you think about it. And so I'm going to run through this from American Intelligence Media. I'll link it below, but let's just know that Digicert, okay, this company, it goes back literally to a Hillary Clinton-funded, connected company, Digicert, run out of San Francisco. Uh, used to be um, owned by Tama Bravo, or it used to be Tama Bravo, which then got sold. Um, uh, oh, no, Tama Bravo owns Digicert. And then they sold it to, um, they used to own Intrust as well, which is another whole election fraud. You know what, we're going to have to go to AIM and see what they say. Because of the fact that your family has been so corrupt. Now, I think that's a very interesting concept that came through the Magna Carta. Um, and considering all the bloodline family issues, it's very interesting that it ever made it through that concept. But so George P. Bush on the land commission, uh, public lands commissioner, you know, he's somebody running for Republican in Texas. Okay. And then we have, I think there's an independent running against him. Uh, what's his name? Michael Pina. Matt Pina is running Libertarian against him. Now, this is just interesting because, you know, there's been, I think it's the Daughters of the Texas, the Daughters of Texas something something that has um, run the Alamo for all of these, you know, last hundred years or whatever. Um, the Daughters of Texas uh, Society or something, they've been running it forever. Now, George P. Bush wants to turn it into more of like a conference center, bring private money into it, take it away from uh, being just a, a um, incredible, uh, you know, national monument of the republic to turn it into a private-public partnership, which is something I'm always talking about. Now, so we have a Bush trying to rise to power in Texas again, where all the other Bushes, of course, have uh, made their mark and come to power. And uh, this 
a neocon to the absolute nth of the degree, and he has endorsed Bush. And, I mean, excuse me, endorsed Bush. He's endorsed Trump. You know, all this stuff, and we're supposed to think, oh, wow, it's a new Bush, a new generation, yada, yada. And no, folks, it's not. Like, we um, have this is amnesia. Kind of I want to talk about. Um, I, I don't know if you've been watching my videos, but, you know, I talked about what no, happened. No, they're listening to your videos. <laughs> Uh, a couple weekends ago, um, I'm going to jump here a little bit to, um, you know, Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh and, and Squirrel Hill and the the shootings that happened at the Tree of Life Synagogue. And I've talked about that, you know, in my other videos. Well, you know, one thing I've talked about in there is that uh, Rabbi Myers, who is the rabbi of Tree of Life Synagogue, um, he was granted the... Um, the Ben-Gurion uh, Award, okay, from Israel Bonds. Now, Israel Bonds is the um, private trading company out of Israel for investors in America, basically to buy bonds to support Israel. But many, 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 many people have uncovered that Israel Bonds is very much a pay-for-play investment firm. It's all about... Uh, being used as a political pawn um, scam scheme, okay? It's been used, uh, everything that Netanyahu has been coming up in, in recent uh, months, quite a number of, a year or so now, where he's been coming under fire for uh, the massive corruption between him and his wife, and even Nikki, Nikki Haley being accused of uh, mass corruption to do with Israel. This is, this is... Uh, ultimately related in this Israel bonds situation. Now, George P. Bush out of Texas, the land commissioner, the public land commissioner, and they want you to just think he's a new guy because he's half Mexican. His mother, I believe, is Mexican. Jeb Bush's wife uh, uh, was Mexican. And, more identity uh, politics. So he's half Mexican. They want you to think, oh, he's the, he's the new brand of Republican. And no, he's actually just a, nor a regular neocon, pay-for-play Republican in Texas. Mm -hmm. and, and so I want to point out that this last summer we had Israel Bonds boot camp happen um, in Austin, outside Austin, Texas, where they had, uh, they're trying to launch a new generation of investors into Israel Bonds. And this is even though multiple Israeli reporters people coming out saying Israel Bonds is being used as a pay-for-play organization for corrupt politicians in our country. Um, it's being used in the APAC pay-for-play uh, corruption in the United States. The United, Israel Bonds is only for United States investors. It's, it's said to be you know, for the diaspora of Jews, but it's not whatsoever. It is only, it's basically and mostly funded by pension funds and banks and, uh, and corporate investors. And so they had a young group of corporate investors, uh, Jewish folks from uh, multiple countries come to Austin last summer and, and they were met with George P. Bush, uh, the land commissioner of Texas. Um, and this was to talk about Israel bonds boot camp, rebooting Israel bonds for the new generation. Now I bring that up in conjunction with what happened in Squirrel Hill last weekend um, I, I don't know, you know, what, this is what I know. I know there was a drill that was already um, uh, done in every, every single organized event that we get that comes through um, the, the, the deep state, okay? 
um, always has a pre-planned drill attached to it. All right, every, every event that has to do with a mass shooting has a pre-planned drill. Well, this area in, in Squirrel Hill already had a pre-planned drill back in January. We also have Rabbi Myers being a massively outspoken anti-gun activist talking about the ongoing cycle of the news, um, forgetting about every shooting that happens and just continuing to move forward. So we have the Jewish Community Center in Squirrel Hill having a pre-planned, uh, a, a, pre, a, a live shooter exercise. Um, and then we have this event happening. We have closed doors, nobody allowed in. Last week, they had the week after um, uh, Sabbath, the, the, the Shabbat services, okay, outside the synagogue. They wouldn't let people in, okay? And they had it outside, and we have people reporting that they went to buy coffee at the nearby um, cafes, and when they went to the cafe and they went to pay, these are people attending the Shabbat services, they were told um, it's all paid for by the Sandy Hook community. <laughs> you can't make it up. The Sandy Hook community paid for all the coffee for the people at the Squirrel Hill Synagogue shootings. And we have, of course, Rabbi Myers meeting with the, the pastor from the South Carolina church where the Bible study group shootings happened in 2015. And it's just all very interesting. It's all very interesting. And at the same time, we have multiple shootings going on in Florida and strange things. Now, this is the Broward County problem, right? This is, this is might, might as well just call it Massad County, all right? This is where in this area of Florida, uh, Broward County, they happen to have the, more, the most shootings ever, uh, the most, um, uh, you know, crazy behavior ever, even though they have the most um, gun control and the most corrupt sheriff's departments. And so we had another shooting. This was in Broward County, but it was Florida. And that's why I brought up the Florida race earlier, because we're, it's quite likely there's going to be a election fraud and stealing in the state of Florida in this midterm election because of how corrupt it is. Now we have another crazy military, crazy ex-military guy, just like in the um, disco shooting up in Orlando, just like the guy who shot up the uh, airport in uh, Fort Lauderdale, now another ex-military guy in Tallahassee goes and shoots up a yoga studio the other day. Bierley is his name. Uh, he, he decided, yeah, he was supposedly some big misogynist who went to you know, uh, Florida State University, and um, he ends up then shooting up a yoga, yoga studio. This is, his name is Bierley, okay? And he shoots himself, kills two people, shoots six people all together, everybody else flees. Um, so now it's, this is the yoga shootings. And then we also have the very strange occurrence of a 15-year-old boy in mid-county, like in a mid, just kind of, kind of west of Broward County, um, a Central Florida boy, youth, 15 years old, strangles his mother to death um, and, and then tries to hide her murder. He's 15 years old, okay? And, and then 
they try to pretend like, you know, basically nobody's talking about the fact that it is almost 100% likely that all these people on are in pharmaceuticals. We don't know, you know, where they're coming from, why they're doing these things, and why it's all happening in Florida. Why is it all happening in Florida? So much concentration, okay? There's a huge population in Florida. It makes no sense. So I know I'm going on and on, but it literally, his name is Gregory Lo Logan Ramos, okay? Killed his mother in DeBerry, Florida. Strangled her to death, okay? At University High School. And he supposedly argued with her 11 over a D grade. And then an hour and a half later, went and strangled her to death in her bed. And then to, tried to pretend he didn't do it by going and burying her behind a church in a fire pit. <laughs> I don't know how many churches you have that have a fire pit. I haven't seen too many fire pits in any churches I go to. What? That's crazy. So this is all mental stuff going on, folks. And there's so much more besides. But this is just Florida where it's complete mayhem, okay? And I think what we need to push back with on the Second Amendment stuff that they're trying to FF us to death with here uh, to try to claim our gun rights is we need to push super hard back about a, an amendment, an executive order to halt pharmaceutical drugs because this is what is literally they're using, okay? It always turns out that these shooters are on pharmaceuticals. Half of them are ex-military. We know that the drugging of the vets is massive, okay? We don't know fully what's going on, but we know there's so much technology now that makes things um, pretty creepy, okay? So <laughs> it's been a big rant, but what I'm coming back to, folks, is that, you know, they're going to steal some of these elections today, all right? Um, but we need to be super, super vigilant in um, recording our own ballots, take pictures of your ballots, um, you know, demand that uh, your state um, not discard the images of the ballots. That's what they do. They get rid of the ballots and then they discard the images of the ballots. And we literally just need to um, understand the fact that we're, there's a strange, uh, huge impetus here. We want to think it's all democratic, and it's not. There is a, a globalist uh, billionaire tech push um, to enslave all of us. Um, and it, they're not only Democrats. They are uh, both sides of the board uh, where it comes to limiting our freedoms. And there's a strategy in place to do that. And so what I'm saying here is that we're going to see that um, there will be election fraud today. We know this is true, okay? It's up to us to keep on keeping on. We can't just um, let it go or pretend it's not happening, but we also can't pretend it's one-sided. It's a bigger agenda. We know that the red wave is super important, but we also know that um, it's not simply like that. We need to get out of the two-party system, the two-party tyranny. We need to support um, independents and libertarians going out. Yeah. And like I said, if it was up to me, we'd fire the whole Congress and start over. Um, but we need to get rid of the political class and get back to the Constitution, which yes. was about political service 
without um, career politicians, especially lawyers being involved in our political um, <laughs> process, period. So, okay, folks, I jumped in there for a really long time about a lot of things. I'm trying. So you can check her out on her channel. I'm just ripping right through all the important voices that we need to hear today as we, uh, us patriots, form our own narrative of the real reality of what's going on, where we're picking up the ball. Okay, Kyle Powers Radio. So we've got Michael McGibbon and uh, American Intelligence Media. I will uh, hopefully rip through the essentials of this, um, the foreign interference in the midterms. Uh, you got a little bit with you are free as to how somehow it's being rewired or it's going through some process before it comes back to the United States, which is just crazy. So let's drop in on this real quick. This, that is that gets to receive all these vote tallies, run it through foreign countries and then run it back to us. Well, we put some people on that this morning, and um, they... Oh, let me just give you some background. Michael McGibbon, I believe, is, uh, he's like a, a tech creator. Uh, he and his investment group were responsible for the original Facebook technology that was stolen by the government, uh, and they pretended that it was Zuckerberg or whatever, and then they weaponized it for CIA or whoever to do what they wanted to do. So this guy really understands about how the internet works. So he's gonna explain, uh, help us understand the voting. The paper is literally still warm from uh, the report <clears throat> that was just prepared. But I would say it is a woe man in the middle. <laughs> Not a man in the middle. Oh no. <laughs> yes, and I bet I can guess her name. Uh, it, I, I just, I, my jaw dropped when I saw this summary. What? Which I assume Betsy is going to get into authority, it. which we've talked about previously. I don't know where to start with this scandalous information, but I'll start here. Go ahead. There's a company out of Great Britain called Komodo RSA. It's a British company. Komodo. It has something like 10 different company names in London, and it is was founded by a gentleman by the name of, I'm going to get this wrong, but Meli with Abdullah Yoglu. And <clears throat> let me read you the states uh, that house their certificate authorities with this person actually in the UK, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Minnesota, Montana, New York, North Dakota, and Utah. Oh. I can't, you can't make this up. Ten states are housing their uh, PKI encryption keys overseas in the UK with a, with, with a British guy who, as we have seen this pattern, uh, formed a British company handles uh, all the keys from servers in Great Britain and then set up a U uh, an American company to flow all these contracts through. And that guy's oh. either a brilliant salesman or somebody set him up. So when the voting machine 
wants to send out the tally of the votes, it has to use an encryption key, these yes, PKIs. But PKIs, two keys, a public and a private key. And these companies in foreign countries can intercept that because they basically control the, the uh, encryption key that allows that communication to happen so they could intercept it, manipulate it, and no one would know. Is that correct? That's correct. If they have the other key, they can open any message. Okay, so that's just for starters, okay? It gets more interesting. There are two companies, and, and this really was the trigger for this line of inquiry when somebody brought up the issue of the Florida vote in Tallahassee, and there was some um, thinking that the Florida system was compromised. So we started looking at that and found that there is, a company called Cloudflare, which is associated with a company called Digicert. And in Florida and Hawaii, Digicert Cloudflare houses those keys in Ireland. We can trust those Irish. Come on now. I am, I'm a McKibben. I understand what you're saying, but I really have an issue with that. Anyway, I, I can't trust Let's the Irish. move on. I, I, I'm lying. I don't trust anybody, and I don't think anyone besides Americans should handle any no. of our votes. Period. None of these should be going overseas. This is ridiculous. Okay, let's keep going. Now, now we get into the meat. 19 states use a company called DigiCert. And DigiCert is owned right now by Toma Bravo. Does that name ring a bell to you? Orlando Bravo. Yes, yeah. I've seen some of his uh, vi some of his videos. <laughs> Hillary Hillary's encryption keys. Uh, the company is out of San Francisco, California, and the following states use this company, which is controlled directly by a close Clinton associate. Connecticut, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin. Now that's in trust, isn't it? I mean no. Digicert is Toma Bravo. Toma Bravo sold in trust in 2000 and. 13 to a company that that is owned by are you ready for the drum roll the co-author of it. the patriot act by the name of michael chertoff oh the yeah former the former um director of homeland security in both the bush and obama administrations and homeland security if people don't remember that's the nazi ss and they're in control of elections during the Obama uh, administration. They actually, somehow, the federal government was placed through Homeland Security in charge of elections. I, I think that he should controls, be illegal. He controls trust, which is listed as the key authority in Colorado, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, and Wyoming. Now, that's a pretty small group uh, in comparison to what Toma Bravo holds. And it's very evident that after he, and by the way, he's SES too. He was eight years SES um, in the process. So it, it, it's very apparent that he wanted in on this game and therefore formed a company 
and they threw him these contracts. It, it's obvious from when you look at this data. Look at this spreadsheet and, and, and or draw your own conclusion. But that's the conclusion I've come to. So Michael Chernoff was added into this, and obviously he would have known about this whole digital key system that uh, Hillary and the Clintons had set up and uh, was being perfected during the Bush administration. And so that he's writing this, uh, these companies off into retirement, I'm sure. So then we have another five states that are, uh, use a company called Global Shine, Global, Global Sign, and that's Alabama, California, Iowa, Missouri, and New Jersey. And those keys are housed in Belgium. Belgium. Well, the European Union had to get their votes in. Well, there you go. And then there are two states that uh, use Microsoft for their key keys. And of course, that's not right. Microsoft is a large Clinton Foundation donor. And there are two states, Georgia and Mississippi, that use GoDaddy slash Amazon, uh, which is also a major Clinton Foundation donor. So it appears that with the exception of five states for which we didn't, we couldn't find any information that they used third-party keys. Uh, all of the rest of the companies are in one way or another compromising all of our digital keys for our election systems in all states except Alaska, Kansas, Nebraska, New Hampshire, and New Mexico. This is so willy-nilly. It is so pathetic. It is so clearly not thought through. Uh, why didn't they use the Federal Bridge Certification Authority or a hub where they could well, they actually... Did. That's what these are. Well, but they used ones that are outside of the country. Couldn't we well, have they, chosen they, one that was in America? Those people are on the list. Those people are on the, that list. But the real issue here is who, who owns them? Mm -hmm. And secondly, they all seem to roll back up to Hillary Clinton. And they have no business putting servers outside of our country to handle our election systems. That's really the key. Yes. Now, DigiCert, is it in America or because yes. it... Or, San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Okay. And the... Oh, bravo. Okay. And the Entrust group that um, is working through... Uh, Michael Chertoff. It's also in San Francisco. So these, this Entrust group doesn't go to Shanghai. Well, there, there are two uh, groups for the Florida and Hawaii systems that uh, include Cloudflare, and also Ohio's includes Cloudflare. So the Ohio Cloudflare uh, stays in this country. The Cloudflare for Florida and Hawaii uh, goes to Ireland. So it's it's reasonable to assume there there is some association with Badu and. Um, the ownership of Cloudflare is clearly uh, deep state uh, tech left. And, and Vadu being, of course, Chinese. Uh, yes. So essentially, not a single Secretary of State, oh, that's right, those are the ones who were supported by George Soros in this election. His largest donations went to Secretary of State positions. Isn't that interesting? So the Secretary of State in each state basically gets a choice on where they would like to have their uh, their crypto keys controlled from, and they end up, consciously or unconsciously, allowing foreign agents right. 
to be middlemen and in fact if they wish to meddle all that they want this is this is overwhelming proof proof of foreign interference and we and we thought that you know we couldn't get any more uh today yeah. i voted on a heart intercivic i voted on uh a mitt romney machine and uh it was really nice to know that his son did it give you a did it give you a little spark or a jolt or it, anything it special? did it did i i tried to run it and then it it kind of rigged out on me and the lady had to come over and say oh don't touch i it think back he pro it probably reached out and grabbed you by the neck it probably would have liked to have shocked me to death but unfortunately uh it didn't get that opportunity but uh, just knowing that my vote is going to be tabulated by Mitt Romney's company and his son, Tag, who runs it, and that those heart intercivic fake voting machines are in 17 states makes me want to vomit. I'm but, well, you. In the Michigan, the Michigan <laughs> election system keys are uh, owned and run by Orlando Bravo directly. Good old Orlando. I mean, which is, which is going on in Florida? Has anyone ever met Orlando? Does Orlando actually exist? He's kind of like oh, no, that's uh, Richard C. Walker. I mean, really? Does yeah, he, I've seen pictures of him. I mean, they exist. <laughs> Did you get they that do, one? and but do they do anything, or do they just they're just cardboard cutouts? I'm assuming. But what we well, see here? Well, clearly these people are all doing the bidding of the. Um, Homeland Security, FBI, NSA, CIA, Ugh. with these digital keys, Can we and not stop they've developed this? an approach that will allow them to internationalize. They're already halfway there with internationalizing all of our key structure. It's not too late to stop this, but they are on the path. It's clear. Well, the good thing is there's an emergency order out, executive order, that says that anyone who meddles in the election is going to get the full weight of the law brought down upon them, and we're in an age of no longer lawlessness ran by Obama and Hillary, but the rule of law ran by Sheriff Trump. And that alone, I think, is scaring the heck out of people, the fact that they could get caught. And now look at the grotesque thing that we could address next. Not only are these digital keys... Can, these... I, can I stop you before we get off of this subject? One of the things that really has graded me today as, as this uh, data came together is the fact that the the sheer number of technical people that had to be involved in building this system is enormous because we're talking about a lot of engineering to get this set up and to get this uh, um, working so that it's stable as a as a program as a system, hardware software firmware system and what's really disturbing to me, and, and I want to speak directly to network engineers, the fact that you guys built this and nobody said anything is a condemnation of a whole class of engineer who doesn't have the morality to step up and say, this is wrong. <laughs> you did it because it was interesting work. I get it. I get that. But it's now time for, for if you've got an ounce of morality left, that you guys step up and you tell us what you did here. Because this is, uh, I don't need, I can't even pick a word. Scandalous isn't good enough. It's grotesque. I don't know how people are still chilling and low-key about this. I mean, this is like, it's going to hell in a handbasket. Who had no interest in America. And what we're seeing here is it's so pervasive. And it's... 
split up so that everybody gets a piece of the pie. It's not just one monopoly doing this. No, no, I know no. what they did. I, I know what they did, Douglas. They 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 couched it all as a, a anti-terrorism effort. I get it. They all bought that idea. I bet but you're right. I if you really right. believe that idea, then I got some really cheap land in Florida to sell you. And Michael and all the yeah, and Michael Chernoff was a key uh, architect of the U.S. Patriot Act, which is not U.S. It's communist. It's Soviet. It's uh, it's the worst thing. It's a fascism, and it's not for patriots at all. It's matter of fact, it takes patriots and makes them the enemy. You are an enemy. You are an, an, uh, a war actor, unless otherwise identified according to the U.S. Patriot Act. And so, when that was put into place, you're right. Robert Mueller and John Brennan, uh, they were the ones who took over the FBI and the CIA, and they made certain that we only focused on terrorism. And so at this point, yes, there's going to be excuses on why they do these things. But when you look at it and you see who gets a piece of the pie, you get to see the way that the institutionalized evil actually happens. And we, unfortunately, keep discovering more and more of this. Even on the election day, we are still, you particularly and your researchers, are uncovering the proof that this election, as it is going on right now, is as corrupt as it can be. And in a few hours, when they send the tallies, the crypto keys... Well, it's not too late for um, election uh, network engineers who know what you're doing to step up and help protect our Constitution. It's protect not too late. Protect the world. Absolutely. It's but you got to do late. it now. It's just like our writ of mandamus. Yes... I, I, I don't know. I don't know, people. We're acting so nonchalant. I just, my brain is exploding. Oh, oh God. All right, American Intelligence Media. The outcome is going to be because of their partisan approach. Douglas, walk me through the reason why... Jeff We're going to actually start with the new broadcast on this one. We're back with AIM and... Uh, this video is called Cats Are Shocked at Corruption on All Levels. Here we go. This this is the breakdown right here. Roberts is in charge of the FISA courts and what that means. Explain that to the listeners. Well, I think Michael could do a better job of that. Anything to do with the court systems, once you've suffered enough in them, you have learned the system through the suffering. And yes, uh, the FISA court is the highest court that there is uh, in terms of intelligence. And it's supposed to be super secret, and it is ruled by, of course, the higher judges above it. And likewise, all the way to the top, all the way to the supreme, supreme chief of the Supreme Court. Anyway. The SES. I mean, it's pretty obvious it's the SES. Oh, good point. He is the chief of the SES. Michael, take it from there, because you yeah. can explain it much better. Well, I, I'm digging out of my memory banks now because uh, my issues with uh, Chief Justice Roberts go back to our Leader v. Facebook case and the fact that when our case came before him to decide whether they were going to uh, hear our writ of certiorari, uh, our petition, he declined. And then we learned subsequently that uh, he held mountains of Facebook financial interests and had no business getting even close to making a decision related to our case. And so I got a personal issue with him. He didn't do his job as an attorney, as a judge, and he completely violated the conflict of interest laws that he is, says he's bound by. 
So that's just for starters. It got much worse after that. And, and I'm, uh, related to the FISA court, we only tangentially focused on that in our research. But if my memory serves me correctly, at the end of 2008, just before Obama came into office, the Department of Justice wrote a bunch of new regulations coming out of the Patriot Act. Yeah, it was the Patriot Act. And it specifically had to do with how the Attorney General uh, could order surveillance on Americans. And that particular rule that was created right then, right before Obama came in, specifically said that he was, he at that time was going to be Eric Holder, was solely accountable to the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court related to permissions to engage in um, illegal surveillance of Americans based on the sole decision of the Attorney General. So what, what bothered me at the time, and of course it wasn't related to our case, but here we had a new rule coming out of the Patriot Act that allowed the Attorney General pretty much dictatorial decision-making power over the FISA court to engage in illegal surveillance of Americans. And the only accountability that he had, he being uh, the incoming Eric Holder, was he was accountable to Chief Justice John Roberts. Audit because the abuse of Obama telling all 17 intelligence agencies that they can take raw NSA data and access it by a single sign-on. In other words, unmasking. So unmasking was happening on such a fantastic level that he demanded there be an audit. But that audit was so embarrassing because there was already an inspector general audit going on on the FISA court. Well, it turned up in, I believe, uh, December of 2016, that basically they were in 100% non-compliance, both the CIA and the FBI. As a matter of fact, the CIA had in some cases in its downline swept up hundreds of millions of other people uh, that were in the downline uh, two layers down from the people that they were surveilling who were slightly connected to foreign countries. And so that was brought forth and it said that the CIA needed to change dramatically because they were in 100% non-compliance. It was just pathetic. The numbers we put out in, the, in our intelligence reports show that they were surveilling everyone, as you pointed out. But the FBI, in that in Inspector General report of 2016, said that they never once pulled a single warrant, that Comey was in such non-compliance that he literally had never once complied with the law. And he was surveilling every single American and never pulled a single, not one FISA court warrant. And the 702 Title I FISA court warrant that he pulled on Carter Page was long after Carter Page, literally uh, practically a year after Carter Page was not even associated with the Trump campaign and he was only slightly associated with it. And so they get this FISA court warrant, renew it four times so that they can spy on the Trump team. And that's the only one the only single one that is done during the time of the Inspector General audit. In other words, in October of 2016, when they got the fake FISA court warrant, 
through the FBI, Counterintelligence Department, Title I, which means that Comey had to sign off that he was 100% sure that Carter Page was a Russian spy. And then they renewed it four times. But they didn't really, they only put in the application, there was no hearing. And then Judge Contreras, who was one of the judges that sat as a FISA court judge to hear, uh, to, to take those applications, then was impaneled in the grand jury against Paul Manafort and later had to be recused from above and told to get off the grand jury because he had a conflict of interest because of his FISA court connections. Well, then why didn't the Supreme Court simply close down the FISA court, seeing that they were in non-compliance both domestically and internationally? Because it's completely corrupt from the get-go. That's the point. They knew it was corrupt, and that's why we are the only ones who have said we are not worried. We don't think that they actually did anything with that FISA court warrant for Carter Page. And in fact, they didn't. They simply applied for it four times. They had no hearing. We said it was the national security letters written and signed off by Comey, written by Peter Strzok, that were really the motivating force for the surveillance and for the unmasking. And so you can see that from the top, it is so corrupt that if there was any judge in the line of the FISA court that witnessed any of this that did not immediately cease okay, the FISA Thomas, court, they they should just be kicked out of the court system. Basically, you're talking about a coup d'etat and the Supreme Court is as much complicit as all these other characters we've been naming. Yeah, that'd be true. Yeah, let me let me read you some of in, in 2012. Uh, Judge Roberts uh, submitted his financial holdings. Let me just read you some of the names and see if you recognize them of his primary investments: AOL, BlackRock, Dell, many uh, funds of Fidelity, Hewitt Packard, Freddie Mac, Hill Rom Holdings. Now you may not know who that is. But that's Hill Rom is a company in Indiana that does two things. They make hospital beds and coffins. Oh, no. Now, continue. Janus, Microsoft, Nokia, Putnam, T. Rowe Price, Texas Instrument, Time Warner, and Vanguard, and Wells Fargo. Just to name a few. Most people are going to say, well, those are ones I might be in, too. But uh, if a company or a litigant comes before you that personally benefits from those investments that he has, he has a duty to recuse himself. And he yes. didn't do that. In our case, or in many other cases that have come before him, related to trying to overturn the uh, uh, the, uh, the bogus America Invents Act. That, uh, well, not to mention all these accounts that you have mentioned, plus we're looking at all these offshore accounts by these criminals that it's all woven together. So he's not going to call out anything like this because in doing so, he's calling out his corrupt criminal sins. Well, the point here is he had inside information that these were the ones he should be invested in. Exactly, and you wonder yeah, how much okay. he made off of Facebook, you know? So they, they rigged in 2001, they changed the uh, ethics laws. They, they scrambled the ethics laws to make it an open question whether you had to disclose the holdings within these funds. And uh, their practice has been uniformly 100% that they don't have to, even though it was a question at the time. But because he, and neither he nor any of his lower judges have 
responded to any criticism of these holdings, uh, everybody's getting away with it. And it shows their conflict of interest. It shows what really motivates them. It shows that any time that there is a problem with the courts, they simply ignore it. Any time that the courts get a conflict like uh, Judge Leon is concerned with the, uh, they just replace judges. So they put Judge Leon into a case to make sure that John Podesta doesn't get prosecuted. They put Judge Chutkin in as a replacement for another judge so that Imran Awan doesn't get prosecuted. I mean, they interrupt court cases from above, replace judges, and make them recuse themselves, and the judge may not even know why they're being recused. But when they need to recuse themselves or show their conflict of interest, oh no, total blind eye like Lisa Barsoomian. Uh, how many times does she have to represent the criminal element of Washington, D.C. before we realize that she def definitely has a conflict of interest with her husband, Rat Rodenstein, Rat who is now trying to prosecute those very people and defend others. Again, defending the Clintons by creating a false prosecution of Trump and trying to cover up for the Clintons. Same thing Lisa Barsoomian's been doing uh, how many times? Uh, dozens of times. So we get to see the corrupt, fake justice system. John Roberts is a perfect example of it. He's gotten rich off of these IPOs that he knew they had insider trading information for, Facebook and others. And we get to see that from above, he changes judges. When he doesn't like the way that a, a, a court is going, he simply replaces that judge against their well, will. Let me give necessary. you a, a specific example that's being researched today, and that in, involves the state of Florida, and who the companies that uh, that uh, provide the IT services, information technology services in Florida. And it appears that the master contract for information technology in Florida is held by Microsoft and they subcontract out to uh, other players. So the fact that Chief Justice Roberts has Microsoft stock and the fact that Microsoft is running the information technology systems in Florida that the election system relies upon is a major problem in regard to a conflict of interest and should be addressed between four and six trillion dollars now what we started doing was breaking that apart and saying well that's a big number for a government of any size to pay and so our shareholders broke it down into two sections and the bottom line is i stand to benefit quite a bit from uh this uh, miller act payment what i'm willing to do with most of my payout is to turn that over to the development of a truly free press that's not beholden to corporate America and these uh, tech left interests, uh, which then skew all of the uh, the independent research that investigative journalists should be doing. Right. And by that, we can start financing, I think, more of what the founders intended for a truly free press and a fourth column of stick. British brothers and sisters, the patriots in Britain, started this movement because they were brave enough to step up and Brexit. And, and we owe them that because that was right at the time where Trump was getting a lot of momentum in our own patriot movement. So when we talk about the Brits and the negative way we do, we never mention or are focusing our energy on the patriots there. We salute you. But if we do not overthrow the British monarch, and its tentacles in America, we will not be able to overcome 
the globalists that rule our planet and have for centuries. This is a world awakening. All of us need to start protecting our borders and our language, our cultures, who we are as people. We need to be a world of diversity of countries and nations. Yes, as I have said a number of times in various interviews with you, I it it uh, pains me to have to talk about the British this way because I lived there for six years. I have many dear friends there, and they are very godly people, the ones I know, uh, and I'm sure are as appalled as any of us are at what's going on in their country. So you're right. We're not talking about the average Brit who's, who's a, a God-fearing, uh, honest person who is, is, is trying to live their honest lives. This is about the system that uh, they were born into. And our Supreme Court needs to stop writing law. They need to start interpreting law. And there's only the U.S. Constitution, the U.S. Bill of Rights that they should be referring to, and not a bunch of liberal, progressive, uh, sink uh, to the lowest common denominator type thinking, because that's what John Roberts actually represents now. He did whatever Obama told him to do. Oh, sure, you want to tax them for Obamacare? No problem. Oh, it's a tax, not a tax. It's whatever you call it. This is nonsense. You're supposed to have blind justice, and the sword is supposed to chop off the head of anybody messing with that scale that she's holding. No, that's not what's happening. What's really happening is uh, the chief justice, he has the blind off, and he's watching to see if pay to play, if he gets paid the right amount on the scale for the decision that he's making, and if you don't pay him, he'll use the sword on you. That's and just up. like well, the, we have allowed, we have allowed our courts to uh, make bad decisions for so long now that those bad decisions are now being used as precedent in more current cases, and that's that's where the problem lies. And um, what we've got to do is get back to a rule of law, and these layers of of bogus precedent need to be wiped away. Because they, they make no sense. They're not. They need to be held way, accountable. Douglas, you're, the reason they're, they're for life is that way they can judge without the pressures, the political pressures, to and they can be more fair. That's the argument. Yeah, and as we know, that isn't the way that it works, of course. <laughs> Banker globalists of the world. And people, we need, people of the world, we need to call this out as what it is. They are feeding on the rest of humanity. We need to offload Go ahead, them. Betsy. If they've got a space program going, we need to haul them all up and send them away. Well, the Democrats are criminals because they're supporting the criminals coming across our southern border. And when you think about that, then what we need to do is, as Trump is doing, not only calling out the National Guard, but our own military, the 101st Airborne, uh, Fort Bragg, Readiness Group. Why? Wasn't that your, weren't you in the 101st? Yeah. Uh, and why does he do that? Because we actually have an invasion going on. But here's Hello, the other invasion, people. Washington, D.C. Senior executive service members are at all levels running all things in the federal agencies, including the military and also the Supreme Court. There are SES members upon the Supreme Court who thought that they're so important that they needed to be paid more than any other civil servant. Excuse in... me, John Roberts is SES. I was going was, to say that. He was SES Solicitor General. But I was going to spit after I said his name. <laughs> so on and so forth. They are not enforcing the law. They are committing crimes, covering up for their crimes. They don't have time to go after anybody who's actually committing crime because if they did, 
they'd have to arrest those 500 DOJ SES lawyers. First thing, absolutely the first thing, and all SES members, especially those who are um, have been working uh, for any length of time appointed by Obama as the resistance. And if you look at their work, you'd find most of these people do no work except to resist and to make sure that the bureaucratic status quo hey, remains the same. take it to their tea time by two in the afternoon. Come on. <laughs> they have a nice union and they have picnics and parties and they get awards every single year. They get, you know, $20,000 awards, 25000 And they get an inn of court named after them. Oh, yes, they do. Pretty good deal. And they really don't have to do any work because they shift between the different agencies now, according to Obama's new uh, rules concerning the SES. And they, every short period of time, they shift to a new agency. So they don't know what they're doing, but they're the bosses. They can't be fired. They get all the bonuses. And if you do not support them that they get their bonus, then they, of course, write you up. So you must support all SES members, uh, 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 senior management in whatever federal agency you're in, or you just get annihilated as a civil servant, SES controls the civil servants. And it's just, it's a sick system, working from the top down, elitist as usual, globalist as usual, and we need to use our own military against them. And we need to it's use- our, It's our version of the Privy Council. That's exactly right. We need to show them out. Privy Council's legal in Britain, it ain't legal in America, and so, Hillary Clinton's Digital Privy Council, you're all on notice. And I'm glad you've moved uh, many of you to China because that's going to be about the only place you're going to be safe from American patriots who know what you've done and are coming after you. You too, John Roberts. So if you do not take this writ of mandamus that Christopher Strunk has submitted and bring it to the attention of the proper people because this is a national security issue, our elections have been rigged. And they're being rigged as we speak, and we've told you how and why. If you do nothing about it, you are not an American. You are not a patriot. You are in the pocket of probably the queen or at least some uh, globalists who, in fact, probably well, pay didn't you. He, didn't he, wasn't he appointed to uh, the Knights of Malta? I believe. Back in 2005, yes. mm -hmm. before he became, yeah. before he was. Uh, at some point during his reign. The largest insider trading group in the world, yes, that would be our chief justice. And as we say, that then is what feeds his offshore account. There is no way that that man is taking that small of a pay without being paid under the table with that much power. Just not possible, folks. And so if you think any of those people on the Supreme Court are good, You'd have to demonstrate it to me because I'm working off of the premise that any elected official that is a, in any significant position of power has an offshore account and that's how they're being paid and manipulated, especially through, because, and then also through their election fraud and the election campaign. No, he's a, he's a genius investor. In 2012, he declared that he was worth up to six, he had investments up to $6.5 million. Off of a salary, he's just uh, a genius investor. That someone selling dog food makes more than that. Yeah, he's a genius. He's got time. You see, he's got time. He's only on the Supreme Court. He has time for those investments, but he doesn't you know, have any uh, insider this, trading. This really information. pains me to talk about judges this way because when we back in two thousand eight, when we sued Facebook, I actually felt like the judicial system would do us right. And at each time I got disappointed, they dropped down a notch in my 
esteem to the point now where I, I, I think these guys are just all corrupt. They all know what's going on, and, and they have a rule of ethics that says if they know there's corruption in one of their courts, they have a duty to report it. And that's specifically what they're not doing. And so when they present the rules of professional conduct to us, with all these beautiful, beautiful sounding ethics rules, and I realize that they don't practice any of these, but expect us to believe that that's the way they operate, then we are truly living in an immoral justice system. Not well, just broken, immoral. Yeah, and they're the monarchy, and we're still the indentured servants. Because we are not landed gentry, we're not esquires, we're not lawyers, we're not... We haven't been called to the bar. We're not part of the ends of court. And we don't have titles. And and I don't even have, you know, a title like Supreme Court Chief Justice, which I think would be right up there uh, underneath I call you. Queen. I call you Lord Gabriel sometimes. Well, yeah, but I thought it was because you were saying Lord Gabriel instead <laughs> of Lord Gabriel. Well, you know, yeah. uh, Sir Baron, Lord President, uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, and the more titles you get in Britain, sorry, folks, I love you Brits too, but the more titles you got, the more corrupt you are, period. Sorry. That's what my research has shown. It appears that way. Please show me some somebody who isn't corrupt, who has a, who's been a member of parliament or is a lord or a sir or a baron or a queen or a king or whatever, and I'll be glad to retract my words. But I have a degree in British history, for heaven's sakes. So uh, when I criticize the Brits... It's with a professional opinion. But anyway, going back, the Supreme Court is corrupt. They're, the only supreme thing they are is supremely corrupt. Because why? We know what your decision is before you give it to us. Why do you even stay there? Just leave. And, and fairness, I have no, I haven't seen a fair decision come out of the Supreme Court. It's always, always a partisan issue. It always, just like the Kavanaugh um, uh, fiasco, kangaroo court, are any of those people going to go to jail who actually broke the law? How about Kamala Harris, who had the fake letter of the lady who now says that it was completely fake? Is she going to go to jail? No, 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 of course not. There's going to be no judges anywhere who ever point out corruption well, in let's anything. let's not assume that. Let's not assume that. Let's, let's see if some things happen. Well, Miss Ford this, needs to uh, go to jail. Let's uh, get quite full. Yeah, well, Miss Christine Ford needs to go to jail. And the other ones who came forward need to go to jail. And Michael uh, Avenatti? Okay, really? Running for president when we know that you are corrupt? You've already been busted for being corrupt with Stormy Daniels, the fake CD with information on it. She never even met Trump. What a lie. That was David Brock paying her $385,000. And what's great is... Trump is charging Stormy more than that for his lawyer fees for her fake uh, suit against him. And Michael uh, Avenatti, well, that just shows how corrupt things can be. He owes more taxes than uh, just about anybody out there walking on the street. And yet, is anybody going to arrest him? Is anybody going to do anything? I don't know. But Michael, thank you. I know that as we look uh, at uh, AIM uh, for Truth and we look at Americans for Innovation, Oftentimes we see the raps on the judges. And you know what? It's really hard to find an honest judge. So I'm afraid I have a very jaded opinion about all of this. But we sure do thank you today for enlightening us about uh, Chief Justice 
chief, no justice, John Roberts, and uh, the way that he was so criminally involved with uh, Leaders versus uh, Facebook, and the way that he became rich off of uh, the demise of your company. So, John Roberts, yeah. we're giving you one last chance. You better go with that writ of mandamus and do the right thing. Well, it's not too late for um, election uh, network engineers who know what you're doing to step up and help protect our Constitution. It's not too late. Absolutely. You've got to do late. it now. It's just like our writ of mandamus. Yes, it uh, was how it got up to the third level clerk out of six levels. But what has happened is we've already gotten information that it did what we wanted it to do. It got the attention of the people at the top who are now going to meet with others who were part of this. And so it's moving on up the ladder and it doesn't stop, it's cumulative. So the writ of mandamus sent to the Supreme Court, it's not going away, we're going to build upon that. And it then goes to another court, which will then um, carry it even further. And don't forget, Mike Pence has a copy of it and we're watching Mike Pence's actions on this too. Homeland Security has a copy of it and the Supreme Court. The Solicitor General has a copy as well. Yes, and so as this moves up, what happens is, it's like so many things that we've found out, when it's brought to light, if the people who were involved don't whistleblow, if they don't come forward with the truth, then they just show their own uh, guilt and their own participation, complicit participation in this evil. So it's the well, same thing. Well, it would thing. not take many network engineers telling us what's going on here to blow this wide open. Well, AVID and ISIS management and Leader Plus is going to tell us tonight that uh, DeSantis should just go ahead and capitulate because they already had the news uh, glyph showing that Gillum had won and they had that prepared and it was released on the news before the elections even really started today. Whoops. Oops. And it was, you know, one of those really close elections, you know, 48 to 49 or whatever. Exactly as you say, so that they can just say, oh, we almost got it. It has to be a valid election. Look, it was so darn close. No, they chose those numbers, folks, before the election started. And those are the numbers they intend to replace in the tally. And that's what the network uh, systems networks that, that Michael is talking about can go out and help stop. Because they already chose the very numbers, exactly as you said. So close that everyone will think they're real because, look... Oh my goodness, look at the counting that had to be done by those expert computers. Uh, so we have to trust the computers because the numbers are very, very detailed. No, they want DeSantis and everyone else to capitulate tonight when they put out the false news. Let's not forget that sometimes the next morning it's the opposite of what was reported, and that was before AVID and well, ISIS that's management. That's Florida, right? Yes. Well, Florida's system is hopelessly compromised. So I, I, I don't trust any of these numbers that, that we're going to see tonight, based on what we've seen. No, we can't there's trust them. A lot of, there's a lot of hands in this cookie jar. Oh, yeah. And, and if it comes out bad, then we need to ask for a recount. And there need to be paper backup. And if there isn't paper backup, and if there isn't a paper ballot in each state, then we don't count your votes. Simple as that. If you cannot comply with what we the people demand, which is a, a true fair, accurate election, 
where our votes actually count, then we need to change the system. Well, that's all I've got for you today because the, this is uh, this is bombshell. This is hard data, right from the um, uh, from the internet. Uh, got that right. Let's hear a little bit more about this. Uh... Um, to counterthink with Mike Adams, this is, of course, as you might expect, an emergency broadcast. We now have enough evidence that President Trump would be justified to declare these midterm elections to be fraudulent and null and void. Now, let's break down the news, because this is, this is absolutely huge. Until the fake pipe bomb hoax took place, I had estimated that the chance of Republicans maintaining control over the House of Representatives at 60%. Because of this fake pipe bomb hoax, which as I'll explain here, is obviously a deep state psyop. It's it's so obvious, It's it's you almost have to be lobotomized not to recognize that. <laughs> but because of this operation, the chance of the Republicans holding the House has dropped significantly to, I, I say, 40%. Now, this may change. And there's something that Trump could do, which I'll explain here, something he could do that could cause this entire psy, psyop to backfire on the deep state and backfire on the Democrats. But let's review where we are right now. The midterm elections will determine the fate of our country. If the Democrats take the House, they will, of course, immediately move to impeach President Trump. But if the Republicans hold the House, and I'm assuming at this point they will hold the Senate, they will probably gain seats in the Senate. But if the Republicans hold the House, then that will allow President Trump to launch these criminal indictments of literally not just hundreds, but thousands of deep state operators who have committed crimes against these United States of America. They've committed crimes of sedition, and you could argue treason. And many of them need to be arrested, need to go to jail. People like James Comey, Loretta Lynch, Comey! Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton herself. Whatever happened to lock her up? Over here on Julian Assange's Twitter page, and he tweeted up this uh, video. And it's basically the Spaniards versus uh, versus U.S. Spain versus U.S. And the whole entire crowd is chanting, lock her up. They're saying, we were, we're with you, America. Check this out. This is a banned video. Twitter is banning it. Check this out. How does that make you feel? Yeah, that's awesome. If the Republicans control the House, then they could go after these deep state criminals. Now, what this means is that the Democrats and the deep state are in desperation mode. They know that until this fake pipe bomb hoax took place, they knew that they were going to lose control of the House. It was, it was a very likely thing. Momentum was building for conservatives. Uh, early voting was strongly in favor of conservatives and this approaching Honduran caravan was putting images in the minds of the American people that they reject. People don't want America to be invaded by illegals from South America who are fleeing you know, failed socialist policies and failed nation states in that region. America can't take all those people in. We want to help those people. But, but the we... thing is, they're bringing them in to vote for socialist uh, ideology 
that's going to bring the same thing that they ran from here. So they can vote for the same thing here. No, leave it there. And if the people here love socialism, let them go to China, wherever so, they want to go. By helping them restore liberty in their home countries. But these images were causing the Democrats to lose ground in the polling. And this Good. is likely what spurred the false flag pipe bomb hoax what? operation that is now working in favor of Democrats. Well, President Trump now has enough evidence to declare these midterm elections to be fraudulent. And it, I'll explain why. I'll break it down here point by point. There has been, ever since the 2016 election victory of President Trump, there has been a concerted effort, an organized actual conspiracy to overthrow the democracy, to overthrow the outcome of that election, to try to get Trump out of office. They, they created a fake Russia collusion hoax. They fabricated fake evidence, the Trump dossier. They committed crimes. Barack Obama committed crimes. James Comey committed crimes. Loretta Lynch and others, uh, Peter Strzok in order to try to falsely frame Trump for things that he never did and get illegal FISA spying warrants on Trump campaign officials. And they created this false narrative. They illegally leaked this information to the media. The media has been complicit all along in falsely flaming, uh, framing Trump and trying to get Trump out of office. And then the tech giants played their role in all of this by selectively banning conservative voices. Now, I hope you guys can get that all in your heads. But the important thing is, it's still not about partisanship. It's still not about uh, how people like or don't like Republicans, whether they like or don't like Trump, whatever they try to do. It's not even about that. There is something afoot to take over the United States, to take over the entire planet with globalism. Trump is just a piece of the pie. Like you citizens, you or I, that they are just going to move to the side to get what it is that they want to get, which is the whole planet completely enslaved. Do you understand what it is that I'm saying? I'm sorry, I'm trying, really trying not to rap, but I'm really, really sick and tired of this crap. I don't know what to do to get my message through to the people that are so confused. They can't see through everything that's real, that's being called falsely called conspiracy it's not conspiracy if they weren't afraid of the truth they wouldn't have such a problem reporting it to you they would not be scared of making you aware of all sides of the narrative they wouldn't mind you or I having a debate about what's actually going on. They wouldn't try to make us take sides in the Hegelian dialectic. This is the way that they control and confuse us without anyone ever suspecting it. And so many people just don't have a clue.
They're, they're, you know, mystified. They are polarized. And they don't know what to do. You need to be able to think, people. It is about Trump and it isn't about Trump. Take Trump out of the equation. Patriots, I know you love him. I know you're loyal. And that's great. And we do still need to be there because if Trump wasn't there, we don't know what the hell we would get. But at the same time, there is a possibility that Trump, uh, Pence is doing some underhanded things with, you know, the cabal that could take out Trump. The whole, uh, if you follow polarization media, I'm going to, I'm going to bring that to you, that story where they will fake suicide Trump and they think that this movement will be completely thrown off course and lost without its head because so many people are about following as opposed to fighting for their individual rights. No, a true movement that is guaranteed success is one that builds its roots and its foundations in righteousness and has its own self-directed, which like we need to be as good as Al-Qaeda. As wise as the serpents, meaning they cut off the head and another one grows and another one grows and another one grows. And where it's going to pop up, nobody knows. That's what needs to happen all over the world where they take one person out, but it doesn't matter. Because we have a million other people that can think for themselves and they're not just waiting on the next drop and they're not just waiting for Trump to do this or this or that. We as the people, I believe me, I am loyal to a fault sometimes. We have to be so committed. We have to put this over the top so that Trump has a public mandate to do what he does. We have to give him, to, we have to make it look as if the people are demanding their freedom to such an extent that even if the globalist said to Trump, we'll kill all your family, we'll all, he's gonna say, well, there's nothing I can do because the people want this and I can't turn against the people and you can't turn against the people and there you go. That's how powerful our voices have to be and then he can slam dunk it and we can have a parade and, he, you know, you want he can stay in office for the rest of his life. Whatever it is that you want, you could eat the hostess Twinkie cakes that look like Trump. I don't care. You could trade Trump gold coins. I don't give a damn. This is not about any one American. This is about every American. You, you love to say where we go one. Is, is where we go all. Okay. Well, if that's truly the case, then we can't afford to let each other fall. We got to stand in step, lock step. It's got to be overwhelming. We cannot stop red pilling our fellow citizens on the left. Not, not just, well, we're right and you're wrong and blah, blah, blah. We've got to get beyond the two-sided party system and the system, systemized, um, it's, it's just this kind of, uh, it's a tool of division. And we've got to get beyond it because as long as they keep us thinking left and right instead of human versus predators, 
then we are not going to be able to break through. We're not going to be able to get past them. Do you understand that they have the they have the technology on lock? They have the 5G. They haven't fully unleashed 5G. I'm telling you, y'all don't, you're not ready for 5G with the suggestive thoughts. You think you think something, you think you feel something. If we let this time slip by, we are gonna lose control of the board. Do you get that? That this is a pivotal time? Well, you know, well, well, we'll just be patient and we'll just let it play out. It can't go like that. We've got to be completely awoke. All the way awoke. Adderall awoke. All the time. We have got to dismantle fake news it's not good enough to say, well, they're wrong. Oh, well, they're lying. And we're the only one that knows it. Because the rest of the United States is building the decisions that they're making, the voting that they're making, the attitudes, the, the ones that take to the streets, the ones that have nervous breakdowns and meltdown. What, we don't even know what they're going to do when they're, you know, get on these medications that these people know it's going to cause them to do crazy stuff. We don't know what kind of stuff that they've got planned. Patriots have to stay very much focused. And yes, Trump Trump is the president and we need to respect him. We need to support him. Yes. But we need to have plans B, C, and D. If they take him out, what do we do? How do we make sure that the world is, is saved and that the United States is liberated? I'm sorry, I'm thinking like a general. I'm thinking like a tactician. I'm thinking like a mama bear, you know? I'm thinking about Sarah Palin, you know, losing two kids and what's she gonna do with the rest of them? You know, I'm, I'm, that's how I'm thinking. I'm thinking leadership. What is our plan? To make sure that these people do not win. Robert David Steele has some plans. But are, are we behind anything? What are we doing? We know that these uh, elections were going to be rigged and we're going to be. We knew it was going to be bogus. I don't even know what the outcome is today. But what are we going to do? If the left thinks that everything that we say is a lie and we can't even talk about it. he had, Robert David still had a great idea about using some of these churches that are getting a tax write-off and they're not supposed to be on either side of the game. We need to use our churches. We need to use our communities and maybe it's a way to get people back in there. We need to hold kind of like town halls in these churches where people on both sides of the aisle can be in a church of God so we know they're not going to lie. We're not worried about people stabbing each other and beating each other up because you're in church. It looks bad. And ha let people have public debates that are televised. We can do this in the hood, in the, in the juice stores. This needs to happen across America. This needs to happen across the world, in other countries. We need to see what's going on in other countries. I'm talking now into my international community, to our international community, to the collective. 
wherever it is that you are, if you've got, you know, a couple of friends or some like-minded people, make your own videos showing the discussion of these issues, point by both sides of the argument and talk about what could happen. And that is the only way that it's going to look fair and balanced and that it will be fair and balanced so that we can reach the correct conclusion, which is the bottom line is, do we want life or do we not? Because you got, uh, I just saw a video, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was titled, uh, Elon Musk says by 2030, everything is over. Why? Why does it have to be over? Because they're, you know, compromising and selling out to, uh, fake aliens or basically other civilizations, uh, extraterrestrials that have been here for forever and a day and want to take over the planet or they want to go to other planets. How about you love Mars so much, you go there now and take all your friends and leave the earth. Why do they have to destroy the earth so that they can leave the planet? I really don't understand it. And we all have to understand what kind of planet that they want this planet is already a slave planet but they want to make it hunger games 2.0 they want it worse than hunger games do you remember how those cameras were following PETA and katniss that's how it's going to be following you up your you know what everywhere you go every thought if you if you just happen to pops into your head a thought that they don't like that's it it's a wrap do you want to wait until we don't have the power to do anything? I'm trying to mobilize these zombies out here. I'm trying to mobilize the indifferent people out here. I'm trying to mobilize the, the spiritually inclined people that are waiting on white Jesus in the cloud. That that's literally where he's going to be. A hologram like Tupac and Michael Jackson. I don't know what else to say to you people. This is not sit on your ass and just wait for, I don't know what, for these people to start coming back from the dead, which is their plan. We have the numbers. What are you so scared about? I don't understand the mentality. People are like, we're screwed. We're so scared that we're just going to stand here. And they haven't gotten here yet, but we're just going to, it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're in the fortress. And, and, you know, it's like the end of the Daft Punk video where you're having a rock concert and you're living it up, you know, and, and you get a, a message, incoming hostile planet has breached the uh, security borders and you leave the damn door open saying, oh, God, I'm so scared. We're done for. They got guns. Ah, just let it go. When all you have to do is close the door, put up your shields and get your guns out. That's what we've got to do. And I know everybody just wants to, you know, maybe I've been cooped up too long. But I'm you. I am you. I am how you're going to be. After you feel the, the boot print of this type of uh, aggression against your life and against your privacy, against your human sovereignty. I am you in the future and I'm telling my former self, which is you. You're not going to like it. You are not 
going to like it. You think you like people following you. You think you like everybody being in your face every second. Oh, I'm important. Oh, they're looking. Oh, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. I don't care how much you, you could be the biggest narcissist in the world. You are not going to like anyone interfering with the flow of your life and your thoughts and what you create and what you do. How would you like it? You, you think you're going to like it because everybody wants to be a Kardashian. But I'm telling you right now, they can tell the cameras, oh, turn off for this moment. We got to put blood in the, in the tea or, you know, whatever. We're going to eat, we're going to eat, you know, uh, baby organ penises or whatever. They can turn it off when they want to do that. But you can't imagine your boss watching every single thing in your life. Imagine you being the boss and you coming in and trying to assert some authority and telling people what to do. And they say, oh, no. Oh no, au contraire, mon frere, you made three farts last night and blew out your whole house. We know about it. And the whole office has been laughing about it all day. It's little things that you don't think are a big deal. Oh, ha ha, so funny. It's little things that erode at that, that uh, cultural respect. Which is why in Japan they have those customs that are like, no, I am the teacher, you will address me as such. I am the mother, I am the father, this is how we conduct ourselves. And we have had a concerted effort by Satanists to break down all of our traditions, all of our, our just respect for ourselves and for our families. We have kids going to school every day, all day, they might as well be in jail because they're, they got their minds on lockdown. And they're teaching them how to do everything but think. So they can come out in the world and be mindless drones. Why do you think so many TV shows are showing you robot this, robot that, zombies? Because that's what some of these vaccines have a back end in them to do. Anytime these people want you're taking for granted your freedoms. You think you have freedoms that we don't necessarily have. We gave them up after 9-11. They're going to be faking things on planes so that you can't even go anywhere. You can't even leave the country unless you get one of their toxic vaccines. Why do you think that they're changing the, uh, the passport? Where it, No matter what bag you have it in, where you put it, they can track your actual, the book of your passport. It's not like you're going to just get up and move to some other country. I, I hate to tell you, you're not just going to get up and move to some other country because what can you really take with you? They're in your bag. They're in your everything. They got chips in your pets. I'm telling you people, I'm telling you, to take a moment, if you could stop looking at yourself for a minute and look inside yourself and, and, and wake it up and understand that this way of life and the, the thing that you think is your grind and the job that you think you have and the life that you think you have, once these people really take over, 
the Barack Obamas and the Democrats and and the, the corrupt Republicans that are smiling in your face, you will be bending over in many, many ways for these people because they are sick. We have told you how sick they are. Oh, well, if one side loses, then we'll just be fine. We'll just go into the other side. And how bad could it be? It could be bad. There are no parties. Understand that there are no parties. In my mind, it breaks down to people of faith and Satanists. That's what it breaks down to. Human versus uh, either transhuman or uh, alien or wannabe alien. (laughs) Because they want to get rid of humankind. They want to get rid of humankind and you need to wake it up and you need to understand that it is a serious threat just because nobody's on TV telling you the people on TV are not going to tell you because they ain't even people. We might be looking at androids. I showed you how they use the movie technology of Andy Serkis playing the monkey in Planet of the Apes and you saw that it was an actor. Pretending. We don't know who the hell these people are characters. Blazy Ford might not even be a real person, and I'm not even joking. We do not know who is real anymore. They have the technology and they're using it. You people better wake the hell up. Kyla Powers Radio. Not so private podcast. You are free. Real quick, real quick. She's going to give us an update. Enroll um, the posting on my Patreon page, and so you can go to... You are free TV. Democrats to have a bipartisan co- government coming up, and hopefully that there will be a, you know, a, 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 a mutual effort to get things done in the coming uh, couple of years here. And, of course, he reaches out to Nancy Pelosi, as new Speaker of the House, saying, oh, she's, she deserves the position. I'm sure she'll do a great job. Now, anybody who saw Nancy Pelosi, uh, her speech acknowledging the fact that she's now Speaker of the House, knows that it's almost impossible that she could do a great job. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> Nancy Pelosi can barely... First of all, if you look at her district, you know she can't do a great job. But as I, and she's also under mind control. I saw somebody speaking, like, thoughts into her brain. Okay, that's too much for most people. But go on my YouTube page and look at the Android video, and you can see somebody standing behind her trying to prompt her. Through, um, uh, she's a robot a like Hillary. Paragraphs without, uh, They're related. Her train of thought and um, just fully doesn't seem like... And that means somebody's making a robot... Of a man trying to be a woman. You telling me the robot is transgender? I can't. So, what? Uh, so it's impossible that she could do That's a great really job. weird, isn't it? Do what she's told, That's a lot of work. A lot of obstructionism. Why not just make it a chick? It's gotta be. No, I want my robot transgender. And okay, right after the press conference, we have this announcement come out. That's what's popular right now. I look, dude, that is trending. I need that in Twitter, <laughs> which I love. Uh, Sessions fired. Okay, Whitaker in. And so yes, back in October. What does this mean? Okay, 
just a few hours ago, right? Um, the 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 Democrats thought they still had Sessions. Okay, their non-active Attorney General. Um, I know the Qsters feel differently that Jeff Sessions is this secret weapon. Well, not anymore because Jeff Sessions is gone. So who knows what he did behind the scenes? Session is over. A bunch of stuff behind the scenes that we don't know. Okay, we don't know, but we do know that. Can I just take a second? I don't usually plug anything pharmaceutical, but can I just give a shout out to this these NyQuil cold and flu with Vicks, partnership with Vicks? I felt like dirt on a stick. And I thought, I mean, uh, the cat had me going off. My head, my nose is leaking, totally congested, whatever. I took one of this, this is most coherent. I felt in a well, not coherent, but I feel a lot better. I was I was feeling good enough to do some cleaning, but so you know how bad it was. I'm just testifying right here. Isn't afraid to be upfront, okay, Don't talking suffer, about corruption, transparency, and his very vocal frustration about the lack of action in both the Clinton Foundation pay for play that went on in the State Department, okay, to do with. Um, Clinton Foundation donors who got uh, preferential treatment oh, no. in the State Department when Hillary Clinton was in there, which means tons of USAID money, um, the, the slush fund of the State Department, amongst other things. And then, of course, the email uh, uh, criminality and treason. And he's been working directly through this uh, organization that Matt Whitaker has been part of uh, called FACT, the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust. Okay, to work with Judicial Watch to get the release of documents, okay, the release of the Clinton emails. But this also points towards the release of, of all kinds of documents, and this probably has to do with the declassification of FISA. So I think this is very exciting that we've got him in, and the announcement is perfect. Can you imagine the day of, okay, the day of the election results? Trump's like, yeah, new attorney general. Hmm, what do you think? He's all for transparency and prosecution of uh, criminality and corruption in pay-for-play public officials. Wow, isn't that interesting? And not only that, but he is very involved in um, uh, patent law, okay? Now, we know this is Clinton's baby, right? Patent law, uh, the corruption, the massive corruption around the stealing of intellectual property, uh, the creation of a digital... Uh, lockdown uh, system by stealing and uh, incorporating patents in this uh, Internet of Things patent. Uh, the, all the giveaway to China of all creators. the US intellectual property. Creators, this is this is what they're talking about. Engineers and creators and intellectual property. This is it. This is this was Hillary selling us out on this. Patents. Okay, this goes to the Queen, uh, a Circo. Uh, the U.S. Patent Office basically being controlled and owned by the Crown. And he, uh, so Matt Whitaker was also on the board of, um, he was on the advisory board for, World, for the World Patent Association. Okay, and what's interesting is that that board was penalized back in May of this year, okay, for pay for play, basically. Um, they were uh, heavily, ta um, uh, they had to pay a big, big fines and um, were uh, reprimanded for uh, basically attempting to promote different patents and inventions. And his presence on that board uh, coincided with them getting busted for this. Okay, so this is all very interesting, folks.
So he was the executive director of FACT, okay, the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust. He's working with Judicial Watch and Tom Fitton and all the folks to get the uh, documents released, okay, and um, also hugely uh, outspoken about the Mueller uh, probe, the Mueller uh, investigation being a witch hunt, and now he's in charge of it as acting attorney general. Okay, oh, no. and this, I mean, it's just such a great, you know, it's so great, the timing, I love it. Because it, it could very well, it, it would be very interesting to see what happens now in the rest of the tallying up, okay, of the midterm election, uh, uh, you know, the potential for fraud, the potential for election meddling, and, um, and what they've already known about election meddling that's already gone on, how that will get prosecuted. People must be shaking in their boots and, um, you know, and, and so when we have, you know, when we have Nancy Pelosi giving her, you know, speech about, you know, her new position as Speaker of the House and, and failing so miserably to really inspire anything, and then we have President Trump saying, oh, I want to work together. She deserves the position, knowing full well, okay, between her, Maxine Waters, and Adam Schiff now being the, the heads of, you know, the Democratic uh, uh, Party there in the Congress, um, he knows full well where this can go. And um, if, there, if, if it's just obstruction over the next year, two years, it's going to give all of the votes to Trump for 2020. It just is, because he's going to show the American people that these people want to do nothing except stop progress and change, and it's going to work. <laughs> and so it's a brilliant move in so many ways. And so, okay. This is what fact is, what I just described to you, the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust that Matt Whitaker, the new sitting attorney general, he's not permanent supposedly yet, okay, but um, it's a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting accountability, ethics, and transparency in government and civic arenas by hanging a lantern over public officials who put their own interests over the interests of the public good. Fact is a group of citizens who are committed to exposing unethical behavior changing the culture of politics and restoring faith in our public officials. We believe that openness and transparency is vital to achieving this goal. A democracy provides its citizens with the tools and resources to ensure that public servants are held accountable, and we utilize these, invest these to investigate and bring unethical conduct to light. We love sunlight, don't we love just the cleansing wonders of sunlight? Yay, vitamin D, woohoo, <laughs> vitamin T, right? Vitamin C, okay. Fact actively what? pursues openness, accountability, and ethical conduct across the United States using one, legal process and litigation, two, state and federal open records requests, three, ethics complaints, four, internal revenue service complaints, five, federal election commission complaints. <laughs> And six, requests for investigation by state and federal agencies. We're dedicated to exposing unethical behavior and making sure it receives the attention it deserves. From completing a thorough investigation to employing an aggressive television, print, and social media strategy, FACT will not simply hope the truth comes out, we will ensure it does. Our mission of FACT is simple to strengthen our republic by demanding the truth. Okay, this is Matt Whitaker. Okay, and now the current executive director who replaced him once he went into um, the, uh, the Department of Justice, underneath, uh, he was chief of staff underneath um, uh, Sessions. 
Okay, and so when Sessions recused himself, um, Whitaker's been in the, in the background here doing a lot, <laughs> doing a lot. And they thought for a while, is he going to replace Rod Rosenstein? And I think that was just kind of a, um, a fake out here because uh, we could end up with him as our, as our permanent AG here for the next couple years at least. And so the new executive director of FACT, I'll just mention her real quick. Her name is Kendra Arnold. She also came out of Iowa. And, uh, you know, she joined in 2014 as a general counsel. And she basically, um, yeah, just talks about her, her, her past, which is uh, to do with, um, you know, working in the, in the Iowa, um, uh, let's see here both in criminal, civil, and appellate cases, okay? So, so we also had Matthew Whitaker coming from out of Iowa. He was appointed as, um, as counsel uh, to Iowa by George W. Bush, um, and then he had to resign under Obama, okay? He was taken out. Uh, no surprise there, but uh, as we all know, <laughs> I'm no fan of George W. Bush. However, um, He's gone right now, even though, as I said in my last video, we've got uh, George P. Bush now trying to ascend in his role as a public land commissioner there in Texas. So I'm going to get into this because what they said is we're going to have an aggressive social media and, and press, uh, uh, you know, way of acting to get the truth out to people and to also uh, get people aware in the court of public opinion, right? And so... This brings me to what happened in the elections, okay? I think we should all send a giant thank you, right, to Project Veritas and James O'Keefe and the unsung heroes, the anonymous heroes that go undercover for Project Veritas to, um, to make America great again through truth in re revelation of corruption. So all of the places where Project Veritas released their undercover videos of corruption in government and these officials running for office, all of those places lost, okay, in the election. So that was uh, Claire McCaskill in uh, Missouri, okay, lost. We have um, uh, Nelson in Florida losing. Uh, oh, who else? We've got, um, of course, the big one, right? Beto, you're out. Beto loses, okay? That money laundering campaign that was the Beto campaign, done. And even though I'm not a giant fan of Ted Cruz by any means, um, uh, definitely the better of the candidates there, okay? And so uh, we also have them, um, uh, Project Veritas uh, was successful in, who else? Well, we got DeSantis, okay? Um, yeah, we get Rick Scott, we get McClare McClaskill out, and we get Beto O'Rourke out. So this is all come out. Project Veritas was instrumental in, in the weeks right before the campaign, getting this breaking news of mass corruption in these campaigns out. So thank you, folks. And, I mean, say thank you to them, don't you? I mean, I think they just deserve so much credit for, for a job well done. Them, Judicial Watch, for pressing to get so much released and revealed before the elections, um, you know, even Q in educating the public, right? Uh, so many awesome patriots out there doing this work, and um, now we're going to have Matt Whitaker on our side, released right at this juncture, okay? And so I think this is extremely important. I think the other thing that was extremely important to see in this midterm was how MSM was so 
unimportant, okay? In fact, I think they were, they were antithetical to any goodness coming out of these elections. I think the bitterness, the backbiting, the disgusting behavior, the vitriol, um, even in the Democrats themselves with their disgusting uh, thoughts and words, the things that they um, communicated um, were very antithetical to their own campaigns. And so uh, what I think was amazing, that even though there was so much censorship, there was such a triumph of independent media, especially uh, smaller channels, you know, smaller channels communicating to people and that word getting shared out. And, and, and that, that was a huge tool in the success we had in this midterm. And I am not afraid, and I don't think you should be afraid, of the Democrats having the House. If they try to impeach, they absolutely can't do that without, without, the, uh, without the Senate. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, their only option, if they're going to go large, is events, is these fake events that they do where people get harmed, things happen, and they try to push their agenda of hate and rhetoric um, and this, this stuff that is just uh, hateful, awful. And they're losing people by the thousands every day, right? Just like they've lost um, the majority of uh, the African-American community in the Democrat Party. They're losing everybody. And it's because um, nobody wants it. Nobody wants to live in Soviet, you know, Russia. Nobody wants to live in, in you know, socialist Venezuela. Nobody does, okay? And people do, you know, we've been trained in the last 30 years that these handouts are a good thing. But the handouts never came, folks. You know, you might want to pay attention to that. Nobody's lives got better. Nothing good happened. And instead, okay, what we're learning, all right, I think, is about um, returning to the republic and understanding that these uh, opportunities we can have are really real when we really do what we were meant to do, which is participate in our government and in our society together. And so uh, we really have grown as a country. We have grown in getting rid of hatred on so many levels. And so now when they try to generate that, um, it's just simply not true anymore. It doesn't mean that individual people aren't jerks, you know, that people can't be disgusting to each other. Um, you know, like Hillary Clinton the other day um, saying, oh, you know, those blacks all look the same, don't they, about uh, Cory Booker and, um, and uh, oh, the former attorney general, that guy who I can't stand. Oh, yeah. You know, just the, this, that kind of vitriol, you know, this is the like, you know, the, you know, if you scratch them, you see what's underneath of this, this, uh, this elite class of politicians that have gotten their entire livelihoods on the backs of taxpayers for decades and decades and it was planned that way and now it's like no we have to actually participate in our governments in our uh, local governments is even the most crucial and i think if there's anything anybody could take away from this um from what we just witnessed here in these midterms is that individual action matters it matters and if we've had the protection, okay, finally, of our government doing its job to protect our election process, okay, we have them, um, you know, finding out about messed up voting machines um, that were removed out of various precincts. We have um, prosecutions happening in Georgia, South Carolina, and Texas for voter fraud that went on. Um, if, if, if our cyber um, security uh, part, 
of our government is actually doing its job and we were able to do this okay as citizens as all together we the people what an incredible accomplishment we've made so far um, okay so I'm gonna just throw out there um, the Acosta assault the the accosting <laughs> we're just gonna call him the accoster right Jim the accoster CNN um, you know this there now we have uh, everybody from Judicial Watch to Mike Cernovich to you know Paul Joseph Watson all saying you know you know what Jim Acosta did during the during the media uh, the, the press the press conference that Trump did earlier today it was about an hour and a half this morning he did a great job and so much of it I really think was trolling Democrats and it was well done well executed but he really put Jim Acosta from CNN in his place saying you are a rude and terrible person okay and this is Jim Acosta refusing to give up the microphone wanting to be the king of the party you know I'm the one who's important and like does he not know that everybody cannot stand him that we can't stand the lies that have come out of CNN in the last few decades that we everybody knows it's the mockingbird media but anyway we have the the White House personnel um, the press uh, conference personnel, the, the woman coming up to get the microphone from him, and he won't let it go, and instead he does this karate chop on her arm. It's very subtle, but he just goes to kind of push her arm down, and, uh, and you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, Jim Acosta, but we're just going to call him Jim the Acoster, right, for now on, because uh, it works good, because he's earned that title for his, uh, as President Trump said, his rude and terrible uh, behavior. Now, um, you know, will Nancy Pelosi make it through, you know, a whole, <laughs> these whole next couple of years? I, to me, it's kind of iffy. I don't really think so. Um, I don't really think so. I can't even see Maxine Waters uh, making it through. And, and Adam Schiff, these people literally should have like shackles on their ankles. Um, there's so much criminality involved in the paper play that they have done. And my hope is that in them seeing Matt Whitaker step into AG has them trembling um, in their, uh, you know, you know, fancy little uh, boots there because because um, they should because they should. And we're going to get into the background of Pelosi, Waters and Schiff in the coming weeks here to just shine some light in there. Right. As fact says. Right. It's the it's the sunlight here that we need. So, I think this means that the declassification, declassification of FISA is coming. I do think that it means that we are, um, uh, we are, you know, we watched even today where you had these people in the MSM uh, grilling Trump about, you know, you know, white nationalism. If you say nationalism, that means white supremacy. Um, little John the Rapper said that you're racist. I mean, people, <laughs> these crazy things. These crazy things, and Trump handled it so well. He's just like, you know, give me a break. They stop insulting me, and don't we all feel that way? You know, to me, it's amazing and surprising watching this press conference, um, watching the people in the media, their intense, disrespectful behavior. How things are just this massive free for all, as if we're all on this giant Jerry Springer <coughs> show. And I know Trump invites that with some of his like offhanded remarks and everything. But for the most part, those remarks are, are, are usually pretty bang on, okay? Whereas these accusations are uh, out, of, out of left field, meant to absolutely elicit uh, division, and, they, and they're going nowhere. Everybody's done with it. 
All right, so I'm going to tell you one more thing. Um, we do have this campaign being put out by InfoWars I wanted to let you know about because it's they want to get a million at least letters uh, sent in to President Trump about um, stopping the censorship on social media, on all of the platforms, okay? And so it can't hurt to do that, folks. This is, um, this is, let's see, it's, I think it's called uh, righttrump.com. Let me just, yeah, righttrump.com. If you go to righttrump, as in right, W-R-I-T-E, I'll link it below, trump.com, uh, there's a form letter there. It's about big tech censorship. And if you can um, fill that out and just, uh, you know, hit the send button, it will go to InfoWars, and they are going to deliver all of these letters. They're going to mail them all en masse to the White House, to uh, Trump specifically, just demanding for, please stop the censorship. We need action now uh, in order to, um, you know, really stop what's happening here. Okay. Oh, is there anything else I want to cover? Purple power. I think that'll do it. Um, no. Oh. Let's see. Yeah, I think I think that's it. You know, we're we're gonna see if this was a bit of a dragnet here today with Trump's firing session today. Um, Trump. Like how she said that. Okay, William Mel, break it down as succinctly as possible. In fact, he's probably going to replace most of the judges during his eight years in term. It also clearly puts him in control of the Federal Reserve System because the Senate appoints the directors of the Federal Reserve System, which control the world's banking system. Oh, it's coming clear. This is huge. Since under the 1871 Constitution, the judges are in complete control of the laws, not Congress. This is 1871 Constitution, not 1789. We've got to advance with the times. It's called the rule of law when the judges make the law. That's why Trump is using the rule of law, the same thing that, that uh, this is the same thing Obama holds. Okay, now, so now the president controls the military, the appointments of judges, and therefore making of the laws in this nation. And, those, if, and if those in the space program come against the president in, in any way, God will utterly destroy those in the space program. So he said it, so it shall be. And he allowed massive voter fraud to occur so he can force the new members of Congress to toe the line. What do you want? Do you want a um, rhino Republican to block everything he's doing, or do you want a young, brand new young Democrat who is told if they step out of line, you're going down? Smart. So the Department of Justice investigated all the voter fraud and all the campaign financing fraud, all the money that went from overseas to the DNC to the congressional folks running cool. for office and all their shenanigans in funding the caravan, by the way, after this election, because if they continue to fund the, the caravan, they're going down. So they have the Federal Elections Commission collecting data so they can take everything away, because they prosecute civilly, and the Department of Justice prosecutes criminally. We found that out from the Federal Elections Commission this morning. They were very polite to me. In other words, the voter fraud and illegal campaign financing was allowed in order for President Trump to hold this over the heads of those in Congress and the Senate who refused to obey. So you want some rhino Republican like Paul Ryan, or you want some young kid who says, okay, I'll do what you tell me to do because you know of all the illegal campaign financing I did. Okay, Mr. President, I'll do what you want me to do. So as the analysis says, the re-winning of the House was uh, fool's gold because they don't do anything anymore. They don't even write laws. What, what was it under Obama? They wrote 10,000 laws and only only 300 maybe to, to be approved. Trump 
it matters not what party they're in, only if they do as I wish. Let me say that again. It Matt Trump said, it matters not what party they're in, only if they do what I tell them to do. That is genius. <laughs> Fourth, control of the Senate means the Chevron doctrine was destroyed, which means all those departments and agencies, the fourth wing of the government, lost their power and control to the U.S. Senate and to the um, judges now. So when the IRS orders a, a 300 million rounds or a billion rounds of ammunition and 100,000 M16s, guess what? They can't use them anymore because their judges are now irrelevant because the Senate and the federal judges now control the IRS, which is a foreign-owned corporation operating on American soil. So now under the Organic Constitution of 1871, the federal judges rule these departments and agencies. So when you go to an IRS court, you, have, you can take it to federal court. And the people in the United States Code 42 who brought you to court can be sued, and they're not only going to jail, they're losing everything they own. This allows the president, under the DOG, Jay, to prosecute crimes not only at the federal level, but also at the state, county, and city levels. So if some freak in your local city violates the Constitution, he has the right to bring in the FBI and arrest them. See, he didn't have that right before. Besides, the FBI was filled with so many criminals and freaks trying to destroy this country. Even if he'd order it, why didn't bring in the military earlier? I would. They were smashed heads. What? But he had a different plan. He could change take doing this peacefully. Fifth, while we were all focused on the elections, the U.S. were all, oh, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Voter fraud, voter fraud. Quietly and succinctly, a court case was passed up, up to Judge Roberts, who refused it, meaning that the net neutrality laws are legal. The ones passed under Obama but the ones the Democrats took to court. So if your channel is pulled from YouTube, if your website is throttled back by Google, you now have the right to sue the owners of Google and the owners of YouTube for damages. Not YouTube, but the owners of YouTube. Because it's now a public forum, and under United States Code 42, the owners of Google and the owners of YouTube are suable. And if you walk into court as an ambassador and they don't rule in your favor, the judges are killed. Well, maybe I'll take up that court case. But I think the Department of Justice and Trump can handle it a lot better than me, don't you? I'm just one little itty bitty nobody. So while we're all focused on that, that passed. Now that he's in control of the Federal Reserve System, he's been using his powers to take down the elite banksters who have been robbing this world. They've been robbing the world. And Benjamin Fulford, and I think it's Jim Willie, say about a third of the elite banksters are now dead. They've been taking them out left and right, but now that puts President Trump in control of the world's economy. By making the Democrats control the House, he also avoided a revolution. Because when the lunatic left, he said, I'm Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. I'm so happy, I'm so happy. We can do this and we can do that. And really? He has enough kill on Nancy Pelosi to put her away forever. And I mean lock her up in Gitmo. So the Democrats to be pretend to be in charge, even though Congress is now doing nothing. And the little, little lunatic lefties are pacified like little children. This was all set up by the Make America Great Foundation. Even the DNC says this makes the 2020 re-election of President Trump. Uh, uh, it's going to happen. Um, because if they come against him, they'll just steamroll them over with the laws. The type of election of fraud that we saw was illegal voters voting. You know, Veritas found that out. Dead voting. Tens of thousands of dead voters are voting across the country. In the dead voters represented. Key areas that control the state elections. Ah. 
They were on point. Watch for another one in three or four days. Lucifer can't stop it. All you people bowing to him, sacrificing to him, he can't even stop the sunspot. What this means is all those silly little unconstitutional laws passed by the states, cities, and counties. Oh, you can't carry a gun that's more than three inches. Oh, you can't have a pocket knife that's more than four inches long. Oh, you can't have a cane with a sword. Oh, you can't do this. And all those lunatic, liberal, Luciferian laws that were passed by your lunatics in the cities, counties, and states will become irrelevant because President Trump is in control of the economic reset, being in control of the Federal Reserve System, which is in control of the Bank of International Settlement. Even Macron, a little, um, I don't even know what to call Macron, he was molested as a child by his wife. I mean, what was it, 15, 14? She was 45. Even that little freak who was put in office by the elites said, oh my God, we've got to build an army to protect the elites in Europe from Trump and from Xi Jinping in China and from Putin in Russia. And I think he's going to take action on it. He had to win this election. He had to eliminate the rhino Republican. He had to get rid of all those people who were stopping great from moving Like forward. I did. He has had the biggest <laughs> political win than anyone has had in my lifetime. I mean, Dwight the Eisenhower was the last president we had. I mean, after that, it was just downhill ever since. Kennedy, Nixon, Reagan was okay, but he was neutralized six months after he took office. Clinton was the, the second worst president we've had. Then the Bushes and the Bushes, well, Bush before, then Clinton, then Bush. Um, George Bush Jr. realized what he was doing, but he had such bad appointments in the last uh. three Oh no! Oh my God! Excuse and Obama, me. Obama, what are we on, Jay? Number six now. You know the wars move from here to here to here to here to mm. here and then up to here and then over to here. But anyway, God bless. Don't fret. Thank you very much. That's William Mill. Check it out. Nightmares as voter fraud is actually being prosecuted. We don't mean to bully or harass anyone, but everyone has their opinion. Welcome to the smartest and most active audience on the planet. Subscribe and discover and resubscribe. Because 250 subscribers are taken off our channel every single day. It's in the AI program Google has. Pray we can stay on the air. That's very, very important. But before we begin, we're going to show you the uh, most discriminating uh, present for the um, 2018 Christmas. Here, you go to trumpcoin.com, and here is... It's a really good rendition, the Trump coin. It's not a silver coin, it's not a gold coin, it's a solid silver coin, 999 fine silver. So we bought some for all our relatives at Christmas. And if you have, if you're a little, if, if you're one of the elites, ah yes, you might want to buy a 14 karat gold Trump coin for $1,895, Trump coin 2020. If you're giving away presents and you're in the two, $300,000 category and everyone has five key employees, you're going to want to give them a little bit more than a silver coin. Maybe a, a Donald Trump 1800 <laughs> They're selling these Donald the Trump coins. The 2016 election. Remember, there's only 13 million people who voted for the frazzle rat. Um, like, you know, we're up to what? Frazzle rat number six now? Further, the U.S. Supreme Court has allowed the Obama era net neutrality laws stand so that internet providers like Google and Verizon can now be sued for throttling back and reducing the hits on videos across the internet. 
for those who tell the truth, or what people call conservatives. The lunatic, lunatic lefties lie all the time, and the conservatives tell the truth. Why don't they just call the lunatic lefties liars? Further exit polls currently indicate that 98% of the precincts voted overwhelmingly Republican. Those few precincts that did not vote overwhelmingly Republican, like Seattle, New York City, San Francisco, Boston, Atlanta, um, have moles placed in them. So when they lie, and their num they lie with a number of vote counters, the county auditors who are in charge of all of this will go to jail along with the vote counters forever. They won't get out of jail. Most of the county auditors are in their 50s and they'll go to jail for 20 years. They'll never get out of prison. The prosecutions have already begun. You think, nah, they'll never prosecute us for lying and cheating and stealing? Oh, yeah? In Texas, where the voting machines were set only to vote for lunatic liberals, an investigation is underway to take down the voting machine programmers. They'll be in jail for the next 20 years. Federal prison hard time. There will be no time. Treason does not allow early release. It's punishable by 20 years in prison to life or death. In Georgia, the Secretary of State, Brian Kemp, has opened an investigation into the Georgia Democrat Party conducting cyber crimes to set the vote. They've already discovered that in Georgia, the Democrats have set the votes on the voting machines, and they're going to jail forever. In California, they conducted an investigation is being conducted on who stole several, several hundred ballots found in the woods. All conservative voters. Gee, isn't that amazing? <laughs> and Oregon investigations are underway as to who stole the Republican voter, voter ballots from the county. They'd already been registered. They hadn't been voted. They stole them from the county, county auditor's office in Bend, Oregon. They're trying to make Bend, Oregon vote lunatic liberal. Dozens of ballots found in the mail, reissued. Unbelievable. That was October 30th. 2018. Apparently, the Democrats in the county auditor's office, they're under an indictment to save the paper ballots, so they're taking the paper ballots out into the woods and dumping them. But there's moles in those lefty lunatic offices, and they're watching this, and they're reporting it, not to the freaky FBI, but to the Department of Justice. Further, there are current investigations and a legal case going on, and we're not allowed to talk about this, except there's three cross-dressers running for the Democratic Party. They're, they all claim to be women. And their birth certificate says male, and the application to run for Congress says female. Oh. That's called fraud. Oh, and what's no. going to happen is there's going to be enormous consequences for these lefty lunatics parading as men, or parading as women when they're actually men, and the 30 Democratic congressional oh, candidates. Oh, no. The birth certificate's old. Or CIA agents running for Congress they're going to do a real background check on their criminal history to find out if they're even legal. And if they are elected, they're going to jail because treason does not care if you're in Congress. That cuts right across everything. Pray these people are sent to jail immediately for voter fraud and pray that all 30 freaky, nitwit, idiot CIA agents go to prison forever. And we're going to talk about, there it is, Supreme Court ends fight over Obama-era net neutrality laws in one of the worst written articles I've ever seen. It discusses the fact that the Supreme Court refused to hear the lower court rulings and the net neutrality laws are legal. The lunatic left loses a big one. 
And supposedly these criminals in the caravan were supposed to hit the U.S.-Mexican border today for maximum uh, lunatic mainstream media coverage as pre-written by the Circle Corporation in England, who, would give, who has given the stories to the Rose Law Firm, and they're ready to distribute them. But the, guess what? It didn't hit America. Further, Project Veritas right here uncovers staffers of Beto O'Rourke appearing to illegally send campaign funds on caravan alien, aliens. In other words, these criminals have already crossed into Mexico. They're all committing, um, well, if nothing else, they're all illegal in Mexico. And so we found out, just like we reported a week ago, God's never wrong, Veritas actually went into a congressman Beta O'Rourke's office and, and they said they're spending their campaign funds, which were acquired from overseas, which is a violation of the federal election laws. They're now shipping them down to the illegal aliens to fund this. So apparently the trucking firm that's hauling them up, the U.S. busing firm, they're all under investigation. So when the caravan actually gets to the U.S. border, God knows when, um, the military will be waiting with warrants for those with warrants and arrest hundreds of Democrats. These Democrats are going to be arrested. What has to happen is they're arrested quietly or terminated and they put a double. That's what's generally happening. In fact, almost one third of the elites, banksters have disappeared uh, in the last few years. You have to read Jim Willie's newsletter to get that though. He has all the references to it. And there it is, troops slaying razor wire, and they'll be there to defend the wall, because razor wire, unobserved, is useless. And these lefty lunatic, these elite lunatic lefties do not stop at the border. The Asian Pacific CEO of Goldman Sachs, Mark Schwartz, has decided to resign after the US DOJ was reported he stole over 4.5 Billion. Where's the public we put the word billion in there. Five percent of their entire gross domestic product from Malaysia. In addition, the former CEO of Goldman Sachs for the Asia Pacific region, Tim Leisner, has also pled guilty to stealing billions from Malaysia. He is talking. He's talking like a parrot. You know what's so funny? Didn't that guy um the friend of Benjamin Fulford, gosh, I can't remember his name. Didn't he tell, the one, he, he's cute, he looks a little like Santa Claus. Didn't he tell us that they were stealing this uh, from the Asians? I remember that. And he's staying out of prison and all his buddies in Goldman Sachs are going to prison because Tim Leister is singing like a canary. Unbelievable, there is no honor among thieves. <laughs> And in the Tata Trump arena, here we go. Don't you love the Tata Trump arena? In an ongoing attempt to eliminate the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Treasury sold over $82 billion in debt to the U.S. Central Bank because nobody else will buy it, right? Nobody wants U.S. bonds anymore. They're toxic. An annual rise of $4.5 trillion of debt. He's running that debt right up through the roof, and then he's going to cancel the Federal Reserve system, and that's when all the budget cuts will hit. And in another incredible story, leading back to a Democrat senator, oh, Spanish police just busted a huge Luciferian transgender trafficking ring. They call that black magic, by the way. Oh, They're calling in the demons from the astral plane. Spanish police just busted a huge Luciferian transgender trafficking ring that ties back to none other, none other, 
none other than Democratic Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. She oh! was involved, her daddy was involved in Nexium. He was their top advisor, and they were shipping children across the country as sex slaves and human sacrifices. Right back what? to Kirsten Gillibrand. Get me within what? 20 feet of her, and she'll start shaking just like every other Democratic senator. This her is father's ridiculous. Doug Rutnick, the top advisor for the sex cult Nexium, which is tied, of course. And here's the article that ties it all together. A lot of times the beginning of Sorsha is not what they really want to emphasize. The emphasis is down here where it ties right into the Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of the Democratic Party. And Seagram's. There it is. Seagram's is tied to that. They have the little uh, tattoo scars on their side. Oh. And Seagram's is the owner of a lot of lunatic left media outlets. The rest are coming, folks. They're coming fast. I feel it. Don't drink Seagram's. For you intelligent geeks, I'm just going to say this, and I hope I don't get in trouble with YouTube. We've been tracking four nukes from the good ship lot of that the KGB did not intercept. If you're flat-chested. Yesterday morning, I walked into a... I'm going to share that. If you're flat-chested and you eat any of this ice cream out here or drink the beers, know before you make fun of people that you think are top-heavy that there are hormones in these beverages that they are selling over the counter that give anybody that drinks it amplified estrogen. So that means man boobs. And if you're flat, your boobs can get fat. I'm just telling you. Show and I tracked one of those weapons to 20 miles east of Chattanooga. I said, well, maybe I'll just announce that today. Turns out the Fred, we come home and Jane gets on the phone and she's listening to a Trump speech. I said, where is he talking from? She says, Chattanooga. I said, oh my God, you mean to tell me I detected a nuclear weapon, rogue nuclear weapon 20 miles from our president this morning? She said, well, yeah, he was in Chattanooga. Oh my God, our intelligence community is broken. If that guy had gone for a gallon of milk and decided to, to, because uh, a lot of terrorists are suicidal, and decided to end it all and push the button, we wouldn't have Chattanooga or a president. I, you know... The rest of the stuff doesn't matter. You, you would have blown Trump up. You guys are insane. When President Trump finds out that he was 20 miles from a rogue nuke that you refused to intercept, do you know what he's going to do? I don't know what he's going to do. I have to work closer with you idiots, but no, you got to keep your distance because you've stolen so much money from him you have to repay. And you don't want to do that because then you'd admit you were wrong. When President Trump finds out that a rogue nuke was 20 miles to the east of him, I think he's going to blow a gasket, and I think he's got to be calm, cool, and collective. And I think there's going to be a change in staff after the election on Tuesday when he, well, 98% of the precincts are, are reporting overwhelmingly Republican. Remember, those people who are auditors who are responsible for counting the votes have moles in their offices. And if they lie, they turn to lunatic liberal reporting, they're probably going to jail forever. God bless. Thank you very much. We appreciate each and that every one of you. Voice and just heard. we'll see you next time. And again, pray for President Trump's safety because having a rogue nuke 20 miles from where he was speaking was just, well, it's just irresponsible. That voice that you just heard is the voice of uh, William Mount. And I think he said it all with that. That was pretty clear.
had something else I wanted to play. Tyler Powers Radio. Yeah, and they're all different. I think, you know, the Government Lies Exposed uh, is, you know, in a nutshell, and obviously the book gets more detailed into this, but it really talks about the fundamentals of how the government has skewed the inflationary numbers. Um, and every administration, they change and they pull out energy costs, gasoline, food. And so the inflation numbers haven't been the right inflation numbers probably since the early 80s. Um, that was the last time when Reagan was in office that actually saw, you know, inflation hit 12, 13, 14 percent. And that was those are real numbers. And then the government realized if they release 12, 13, 14 percent that that there's pandemonium and, you know, they can't control what people are doing. And, and so now the, the inflation is at 2 percent every year, no matter what happens out there. Yeah, 2%, 2%. And I'll tell you what, the mainstream media, Colin, has us so distracted. I mean, they got voting machines breaking in New York and New Jersey, which is fine because all the conservatives have already voted. And then they've got, uh, NBC's already reported um, the results of the election. <laughs> Just like they did when Hillary ran. They reported the results the day before. Everything to keep us distracted. In the meantime, the feds, feds are selling record debt. We've got uh, Goldman Sachs CEOs busted around the world, like in Malaysia. We've got the central bank committing larceny. Oil prices are collapsing, which is putting a stress on Wall Street, uh, which is going to cause a lot of banks to fail. The Italian debt is blowing up. And the gold for the euro is going back to China. Oh, my God. What is going on with the markets? We watch them, and, and it's hard to keep track now. It is. It is. And I think a lot of times... I mean, you have um, David Stockman, who worked in the Reagan administration, was on, uh, was interviewed yesterday, he was talking to traders, and he said, next 12 to 24 months, we're going to see a 40% correction, um, and, you know, he believes the fundamentals are there, that everything's overvalued, and, and nobody wants to report on that, they just want to talk about everything else that's happening out there, but, you know, there's, there's definitely some indicators right now that investors need to look at, uh, they need to be diversified, uh, Stockman said that, you know, we have all the fundamentals for a correction and a recession, which is interest rates are rising, you know, it looks like we're going to see a bubble with the real estate market uh, in the near future if it's not already happening. Um, so there's a lot of indicators here that, that I think could, uh, could affect portfolios and, and the economy in the, in the future. Well, yeah, so now that the gold trade has been held down, I read an article that says gold and silver fixing in London is about to go away and it will be determined in Singapore. What happens to the price of gold and silver when London can't fix it anymore and, and, and hold it down? Well, and that's why you saw Hungary and Poland, first time they've bought any gold, uh, their central bank bought gold last week. So it, it's interesting. Europe is, is bracing itself for a, a major correction, and 
and uh, you know they came in and bought you know some some gold for their portfolio, and people are, are running away from these this, this fiat money, uh, and I think that there's there's good reason for that to happen, and so this this buy of Hungary and Poland just went under the radar. No one's even talking about it. It hasn't been reported that much out there. Um, Russia and China, India, Kazakhstan, they've all been buying tremendous amounts of gold. Uh, but now you have a country from the EU come in, and why would they buy gold uh, right now? Uh, they need to um, they need to focus on why they're buying it. The biggest reason they're buying gold is they think it's undervalued. As you mentioned, it's been held down for uh, for a long time. Right. So, so when Singapore takes over these markets, then here we're just showing the two. These are the articles that are. They're really trying to distract us. The mainstream media is so distracting us from what's really going on. There's, there's the, uh, we have the article where they release tomorrow's election results today, but how does a person, okay, so you've got some, you've got some, maybe some pensions out there you help them find, and now you've got this IRA, and you're looking at it potentially being cut in half in the next, Six months, a year? What do you do? Well, it, it depends. There's a few things. And, and I, I'm not a financial advisor, but what I would do in that situation is you have to say, how much am I willing to lose? You know, and that's, that's what you have to be ready for. So I think what a lot of people are doing is they're taking some of their investments that they feel are pretty inflated, and they're going to move it into safe investments like gold and silver. They're going to diversify out of you know, stocks and bonds and mutual funds. And, and I know that, you know, you're, you're the brokers out there uh, will tell you, oh, there's, there's safe places to be. But, you know, when you look at these corrections, you know, 2008, a 55% correction, th there was no safe havens. Um, the only safe haven was gold. Gold from 2008 to 2011 was up 20% per year. Mm -hmm. And silver was even higher than that, if people remember. So I, I think that, you know, being in an area where um, all people are just selling and dumping, and that's typically what investors do when it starts to fall, okay. um, there, there's not really going to be any safe havens in the stock market. So you just got to look at your investments and, and say, is there something else I want to be in? Is there any safe havens that I feel comfortable with? And you got to make sure that you are, are, are prepared to make those, those moves. You know, one of the things I remember, because I had a securities license for a decade, and I remember talking to some of the, the guys in the mutual funds themselves. And they said, you know, if we find a good stock investor, we hire him. And 99% of the people out there can't invest and keep ahead of inflation. He says, the vast majority of investors we talk to don't keep ahead of inflation. And that includes the pension funds. Yep. And we, we well, talked I mean, a lot. Go ahead. Right. Morgan coin that you 
can buy. We're selling these coins at historicsilvercoins.com, and you can get these coins. These were in circulation. Some of them are from 1921. Some are older. If you look at this dollar coin and think about what you could buy then, you know, you could go out to eat. You'd have a little, maybe you'd even have a little money left over, you know, in 1885 or 1886. Right. A dollar could really buy. Today, that coin's worth anywhere from 35 depending if it's graded or whatnot, it can be worth, you know, a thousand or hundreds of thousands of dollars, some of those more and so for. But today, to have a coin that, let's say, minimum, it's worth 40 or 50 bucks, that can still pay for food and to go out to eat and, and survive just like it did 120, 130 years ago. That's the definition of an, of an investment that can keep up with inflation. And that's why we wanted to offer a coin that everybody could afford. This Morgan coin is a coin everybody could afford. And it takes people back 120 years to a time when they used to be able to pay for goods with real money. Right. Silver was real money. And think about what happened in 1885. I mean, that was before World, World War One. All the history, everything that's happened in this country since then. Um, and inflation was, was manageable back then. You used to buy goods. Now, you know, you give a teenager $20 and they can't even afford afford lunch anymore. I mean, it's, it's, inflation is just, it's rampant and it's, it's out of control. Well, there are two things that I've noticed in silver and gold that go up in value really fast. One of them is the very fine coins, which is what you're selling here on um, Historic Silver Coins. This coin here goes up in value because it's in very good condition. The other ones just kind of sit there. And the other thing I've noticed on eBay that has been skyrocketing in value is the presidential coins that are well-made that are pure silver. Not the, you know, the gold-coated copper ones, you know. But yeah. you, you go on eBay and it's like, okay, there's a Morgan dollar. Now let's look for a presidential coin. Oh my God, they're 60, 70 bucks. Here's, I think, a 35 or 40 or something like that. And then that yep. Trump coin 2020. And then this, yeah, so you buy a Morgan dollar, you know, $25, but it doesn't go up in value. But you buy the extra fine ones you have, and they, they are really expensive on eBay. So what you're selling is worth something. Yeah, and, and these coins, the, the thing I like, the reason we went with these coins is the idea that these coins, this Morgan dollar could have been used, could have been held by Theodore Roosevelt or Wyatt or, you know, anybody in history. These were, people were buying things with these coins. And so, you know, you're able to get a coin that someone held 100 years ago and, and, and paid for goods with. Um, that brings us back to a time when, you know, things really made sense here in the United States when things were right. And I think that that's, people need to remember how our country was built. It was built on real values, real it's money. Safe. People paid for things. Everything wasn't on debt and credit cards. This country wasn't built on, on the debt that we've created and mm -hmm. the debt that we're in at this point. And so, you know, that's part of the reason we wanted to get younger people kind of started. And, and the other... The reason why I'm saying that is because um, the slavery that people want to get, uh, you know, amnesia about, it's uncomfortable. People don't want to address it. They don't want to talk about it. They never feel that they have to pay anybody. But that is the same slavery that they're attempting to do today, only now white people are included. You're included in the slavery. So if we don't ever talk about the slavery that happened... And what was egregious and how we need to make up for it, then how can we, you know, 
you have more of an argument with the slavery we're trying to pre- prevent now if people can remember the past, if they can remember the time. It's pretty important, actually. You forget the past and you're doomed to repeat it. Right. Uh, things, things can shift very quickly. And uh, whatever uh, the outcome of this election is, it could be paramount to, to what happens over the next two to three years with our economy, with our futures. Uh, I mean, this, this election today is very important. Well, either way, we're looking at a type of economic reset. And every time I read about who eats in an economic reset, it's always not the people with massive gold. It's people with massive silver because this clinking. Each one of these Morgan dollars, right now, I can take down and sell for 20 bucks anywhere. And this extra fine, $45, easy. And I can eat. And the people in Venezuela, the people in Colombia, all those people in that economic reset time, who have silver are eating. Just make sure you have a safe place to put it. That's all I say. I'm not even going to tell you the story that goes with that. But anyway. Five dollars, and I think once people get them in their hands, they see the presentation, the box, the booklet. Um, it's it's just the perfect. So gift. they've actually got Trump coins. You know what? If we all if we all accomplish this goal, <laughs> those might be worth a lot of money. I'm totally serious. Might be worth a lot of money. Anyway, that was uh, William Mount. You can check him out on uh, YouTube. It's all unbelievable. You can check me out on YouTube too. Kyla Powers Radio. Not so private podcast. <laughs> <laughs>